everybody doing hope you're well welcome back to the onyx report uh y'all know who i am and what it is and uh we got a lot to cover tonight so um i hope you guys are willing to buckle up and stay with me shout out to those who are already in the house y'all know what it is brother malika always good to see you brother tim howard glad you, you caught that shout out i didn't know if you caught that but good to have you in here um Brother Ian, as always, much appreciation for putting up all the information and just being present. Brother J uh, Javon, hope you're well. Appreciate that support. Um, so um, let me do my preliminary, you know, kind of uh, housekeeping things. It's still the middle of finals week, so I'm a little all over the place, but we got a lot to get into tonight. Uh, so again, let me start with the preliminaries. Welcome to the Onyx Report. Or as we as uh, black male justice advocates uh, use critical analysis to uplift black men and boys. And as usual, we're going to get into plenty of that tonight. Uh, I will be opening the lines up for people to come in later in the show because I definitely want to hear people's opinions. What's up? Keep it 100. Good to see you in here. Brother Barry, what's up? Uh, Brother Damon, what's happening? Um, so, you know, yeah, we're going to get into all of that. But before we do, I'd like to uh, shout out my supporters, subscribers, my members, those who regularly donate to the show. So let's actually do so. usual much appreciation to uh the supporters of the show um we are broadcasting today on innerlightradio.com facebook and of course on youtube so uh let me get that out of the way uh make sure you support all those uh, uh, that i mentioned most particularly innerlight and my youtube channel um so let me get ah, some of those preliminaries out the way i'm a little rusty it's been a couple weeks since I have, uh, you know, been online. It's uh, been a crazy time period. Um, so, as usual, you know the deal. Support the channel. Like, share, subscribe, join, and donate. Please support the show. Um, I don't ask after this preliminary uh, kind of statement, but we do uh, appreciate support so we can continue to do what we do and keep you informed on what is relevant to Black men. So uh, you can do so by, you know, becoming a member. You can subscribe. I hope you have. Subscri subscribe and hit the bell on YouTube so you can be alerted to anything I post. And then, of course, um, right next to the subscription button, you should see the membership button. And there are different levels of membership you can look at, as well as uh, going to Patreon. And you can become a member of the Onyx Report via Patreon and support monthly, as well as support the Institute for Black Male Studies. 
uh, as we start to gather new interviews. I just got to get through finals. So um, make sure you support both. Right. So we're going to jump in. We're not going to take too much time. I appreciate that Cash App expansion wiring. I appreciate it. Um, so please, uh, y'all, uh, definitely support. Uh, so let's get to it. So a couple things. Y'all know that. Uh, uh, appreciate that support, Michael. Uh, what's up, uh, Prince Johnny? What's up, uh, Child of Light? What's going on? Uh, a few people in here. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely got some people. Uh, my mouse is doing a lot today. I don't know. Anyway, um, Brother Muwata, good to see you in here as usual. Malika, appreciate you posting that for me. Thank you. Uh, AB, what's good? All right. So y'all know we celebrate black men over here, no matter what material we have to cover. Uh, because yes, I am a black male studies scholar. I am also the founder of Black Masculinism, and I talk about black masculinism. Appreciate that support, Barry. Thank you. I talk about black masculinism as both uh, a method of analysis as well as a movement. I think there is a black masculinist movement where essentially all we're saying is that black men are looking to their own needs. They're looking to their own experiences as opposed to um, you know, kind of falling on their swords and allowing others to take primary residence in their own, uh, in Black men's own worldview. Uh, black men are actually stepping into their own and asking questions that are relevant to their own experience. And that's actually not something that's happened, uh, really. So, you know, as far as that's concerned, that's how I frame it. And in light of that, and in the spirit of that, I like to celebrate Black men um, who... Oh, yeah, appreciate that support, Troy. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, so we like to celebrate those we, by identifying what we call the Sacred Black Masculine Series. And I do this, you know, really at random as things hit my desk. It's not something I really have to go out and look for because I think examples of Black men doing incredible things um, or even noteworthy things are actually quite prevalent. So uh, the first one up, uh, shout out to my brother, Salim. He sent this to me a little earlier. I wanted to shout it out. This is a brother over at Claremont School of Theology. This was right across the street from where I was at uh, Claremont Graduate University working on my doctorate. I do not know this brother, and I have not read this text. I just found out about it today, but I wanted to shout it out based on the subject matter. Um, you know, so that being said, this is Nicholas Greer, and he writes a text called Care for the Mental and Spiritual Health of Black Men. Um, and he is out of the uh, Claremont School of Theology. So uh, support the text, support the work. Um, that uh, centers and focuses on uh, the needs of black men. Uh, Dr. CD2, appreciate that support. Uh, Ashes to Snow, appreciate that. What's up, Brother Celine? Brother No One, appreciate that support. Uh, <laughs> you're getting some love in here. Um, shout out, Celine. What's going on with you, man? Good to see you. Mr. Blue Collar, ain't seen you in a minute. Good to have you in here, man. So, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, shout out to brothers. Support his work. Check out the book. And uh, if you're not able to get your hands on it, at least, you know, share it uh, so that others who may need to know about it do so. Uh, MLR, appreciate that Cash App support. Thank you, sir. Um, so, let's uh, keep it moving because, like I said, we got a lot. <laughs> Brother David, appreciate that support, man. Uh, now, this one. I don't have any additional information. Officer Faulkner, good to have you in here, man. Um, uh, you know, I hope I hope to see you up here later. I don't know what you're into, though. We got to get some work done. 
But uh, this is, I only have the information available on the post. So I want to preface this by saying, I do hope, you know, this is accurate. I have no reason to suggest it isn't. Um, but I just need to qualify that because I only have access to the information available. But I did want to acknowledge it. This is from a Facebook post and it reads, this is from Michael Dean Shelton, uh, December 13th. And it reads, this man drove half an hour with a grill and a truckload of food and parked right in the middle of Mayfield, Kentucky. He said, uh, I know they don't have electricity, no restaurants, no running water. I just figured I would do what I could do. So I showed up with some food and some water. And this man's name is Jim Finch. Um, be like Jim Finch. So um, shout out to Jim Finch, right, for doing that, uh, helping people who are in the midst of all kinds of turmoil. And we know there's plenty of that going around. Uh, power outages, uh, you know, shipping, slow, slow, you know, slow shipping, all kinds of things. They're going on right now where people are struggling. You know, I can tell you here in Fresno, it's been below 50 degrees. And I know some parts of the country are laughing at that. Other parts are like, what? You know, but at the end of the day, that's pretty cold for out here. And it's especially cold if you're sleeping under a bridge. You know what I mean? So uh, support those who definitely could use the help. And shout out to the example that one Jim Finch has laid out. So if you're in a position to do something, uh, please do so. And shout out to you. Um, let's see. All right. So let me get some of this out of the way. Now, um, we have a couple special shout outs. Um, kind of a difficult week in some respects. Um, I'm not going to go into depth on all three, uh, but I just want to point out and acknowledge the significance of the moment. Uh, shout out to one Patrice Maladoma Somme, if you're not familiar. Uh, if nothing else, pick up his book of Water and the Spirit. Uh, he passed away December 9th. Um, very powerful, brother. Uh, very powerful text. Very powerful work. Appreciate that support. Game over. Thank you. Um, but definitely check him out. I just found out about this not too long ago. I was kind of surprised. And there's one I did not include. Damn. Um, uh, dang it. I wanted to uh, at least acknowledge it, but I don't think... Ah, I don't think I'm, wait a minute, hold on. I think I will be able to at least give a verbal shout out. I didn't actually prepare anything visual, but um, anyway, so first thing I'll say, wow. okay, there we go. So shout out to uh, uh, Patrice Somme, uh, Maladoma Somme. Uh, the next one, I don't have a visual image for, but I just wanted to drop it in your head. Um, you know, um, Oh, Elston, appreciate that support. Thank you. Um, shout out to Greg Tate. Greg Tate passed away, if I'm not mistaken, last Tuesday, and I was a little caught off guard. I did not know the brother was even ill, uh, but if you're not familiar with Greg Tate, you can look him up. Uh, very intelligent cat, very powerful cat, um, and uh, they're doing you know all kinds of memorials, so look up Greg Tate. Uh, peace to him and his family. Um, continuing on, we also have one Mary Kara Bird. Now, this is somebody that uh, you may be more familiar with if you're in the Los Angeles area, uh, ran the Karas Unity Center for African Spiritual Science. So he just passed away on December 5th. Shout out to him. And um, if you're in a position to support Karas Unity, please do so um, in some way, shape or form. But, um, you know, having had having lived in L.A. for a number of years, I definitely can appreciate his work. Uh, so shout out to. Mary Kara Bird, peace to you and your family. Right. Um, 
So let me see here. Okay. And we know uh, just today, if you don't know, uh, Bell Hooks has passed away. Acclaimed author and activist died today. She was 69 years old. Um, um, I was, you know, shocked. Apparently she was ill for a while. I had not heard that she was even ill, uh, but just wanted to put that out there just so you're alerted uh, to that, Um, you know, and peace to her and her family. You know what I mean? I haven't uh, always agreed uh, with a number of things she wrote, but I do appreciate um, her efforts um, and her uh, overall work. So uh, acknowledging Bell Hooks piece. Um, so, you know, this year, we've talked about this since last year. There's been a lot of people uh, transitioning um, and it's just kind of a kind of a little bit of a surprise in some in many cases. Uh, a couple of public service announcements, um, you know, uh, we'll get through very quickly. Uh, I'm not even going to say much about this. This is really an opportunity for my for my geeks to uh, go out and do some additional research if you're interested. Uh, this is Dr. Strange's new comic book replacement as the Sorcerer Supreme. Her name is Clea. So apparently she's a past love interest. I have not read Dr. Strange in quite a few years. I think I stopped reading after Brother Voodoo was no longer the Sorcerer Supreme. But, uh, you know. You know, just to kind of, I do this not necessarily to delve in deep on Doctor Strange, just to kind of tip your hat to the direction we're seeing things. And yet again, we're seeing more um, the kind of gender swapping that's going on. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't have a dog in the fight as far as Doctor Strange is concerned. Uh, unless you're talking about Brother Voodoo, then we have a different conversation. But uh, as far as this is concerned, just kind of tipping your hat to it, saying, you know, this is what we're looking at. So, yeah, somebody, Trouble Man, is saying that was his ex-wife. You know what it is. So just to keep you alert in the comics, they're saying that Dr. Strange has died. And so this is the new story that's going on now, right? And we know the movie uh, for Spider-Man comes out tomorrow. So my I will be taking my son uh, to see that. And uh, we'll see if uh, there's any kind of acknowledgement of this in that. I doubt it, but, you know, we'll see. All right. This one, a little different. This was a caption. Uh, or a meme, I guess, that was uh, posted on my page uh, that I had looked into some years ago, uh, and I just kind of wanted to shout it out real quick. And in the image, from for those on Interlight Radio that can't see it, there's a number of rectangular um, holes dug in the ground in a picture of several Black boys uh, standing next to white men. And the caption reads, after almost a century of open secrets about truly horrific conditions, the no- notorious Florida School for Boys finally closed in 2011, The very next year, archaeologists discovered evidence uh, it was far, far worse than anyone thought. So you have the death of black boys at the hands of this institution. Anybody that's interested, delve into the Florida School for Boys uh, more in depth. Again, they just closed in uh, 2011, but um, I think there's still quite a bit of information coming out. So when we talk about the experiences and the educational uh, kind of uh, difficulties black boys face, this is part of that legacy. Right. Part of that legacy of what black boys navigate and how they experience um, being regarded. This is part of the educational experience of black boys, and it needs to be called out. So if you have any information, please feel free to uh, share it in the chat. Uh, If you will um, give people an opportunity to delve into it more deeply, if you know anything about it. Uh, But otherwise, look up Florida School for Boys to delve into the experience of these boys. All right. All right. So like I said, we got a lot to cover. 
We got a lot to cover. Um, and we get to the central question. How do we view black men who snap? Right? Uh, for those that don't know, there was a very recent video that came out I'm going to play um, uh, where you have a man who uh, in many ways is at his wit's end and decides to do the unthinkable. So let's, uh, let's hear him out. It's not a long video. Um, I've been going through a custody battle. I've been going through um, having my ex-wife say I molested my children and all kinds of craziness. Been fighting. Now, right, so we know that this is a gentleman in Baltimore who um, is talking about uh, what he's dealing with. And one of the things he said is that my ex-wife said that I molested my children. Now, what's important to keep in mind, and we talked about this on the show, we even have, we're at a situation now where even lawyers are recommending that women make such claims for custody purposes. So this is, this is not uh, a, 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 you know, a rare occurrence in many ways. Uh, this has become in some circles uh, quite constant as far as that. So just to put that on the table, that what he's experiencing um, has context, but let's, let's continue to hear on. For custody for three years. So, uh, you know, Shit has been real crazy. What's up, Oliver? You know about this. Um, going through it with my ex-wife, blah, blah, blah. So, meet, you know, and start dating somebody new. And she got pregnant. And, um, you know, we got in a fight. And first thing she does, she's threatening that she's going to do the same thing. You're never going to see your kids, blah, blah, blah. It's the holidays, man. I don't have no family, nothing. Anyway, I just did something crazy, man. I just shot my ex-girlfriend in the head, yo. Um felt like a dream like I never thought I would be that guy um, I can't go to prison so the person that really started my depression and all of this is my ex-wife so she next and then I'm going to do myself too but I just wanted to say this to people don't play with people's emotions man don't lie on these men Oh, here's my ex-wife right here. Today's the day. I can tell you that um, first time I saw that, I really couldn't even give a caption. Uh, those of you who follow me on social media know when I posted it, really, the only two words I had up there was, dear God. You know what I mean? Just to see um, you know, that kind of situation play out. From my understanding, his kids were in the car. Um, yeah, here we go. So uh, the article I'm referencing is in the Baltimore Sun. Title of it reads, police, um, uh, you know, it says, man fatally shot ex-girlfriend in Baltimore before killing ex-wife and himself in Columbia, broadcast his intentions on Facebook video, uh, says a man forced his way into the Federal Hill home and shot his girlfriend to death Saturday afternoon before heading to Columbia, where he gunned down his ex-wife and took his own life. Between killings, the suspect took to Facebook Live outside of Columbia, the Columbia apartment building, where he says he is upset about custody issues with both women. As you guys know, um, I'm gonna skip through some of this because uh, it just kind of goes over what we just saw. Um, 
It says the Facebook video was reposted to Twitter by a woman who wrote that she was friends with the gunman. The apartment building number visible in the video is the same that county police had blocked off Saturday evening. This is a terrible strategy, tra strategy, uh, tragedy, excuse me. Baltimore Police Commissioner Michael Harrison told reporters near the city uh, crime scene, our thoughts and prayers are with the family of these victims. Uh, authorities said they were not identifying the gunmen or victims until they had been able to reach next of kin. Sherry Llewellyn, a Howard County Police uh, spokeswoman, confirmed the gunman's relationship to the two victims. On his Facebook page, he posted often uh, about working as a nurse anesthetist. Yeah, I'm not going to get that tonight. Um, so, right, this is a lot of what we're dealing with. A lot of what we're dealing with today. Um, this is ridiculous, right? Uh, let me skip ahead here. A neighbor who declined to be identified said her ring security camera picked up the sound of six gunshots inside the residence. Harrison said officers found a dead woman who had been shot the officers alerted homicide detectives. The woman was 41 years old. Uh, shortly thereafter, Baltimore investigators learned about a video on social media in which the suspect described his intent to commit another homicide in Columbia. Harrison said they notified Howard County Police immediately. Officers had been dispatched around 2.08 p.m. for shots fired in the 7300 block of Edenbrook Drive in Columbia. Uh, when they arrived at 2.14, they found two people dead in the vestibule of an apartment building in Madison, uh, at Edinburgh Apartments, the dead woman was believed to be in her 40s. Um, let me see. And they talk a little bit about the neighbors. But to my understanding from another article I read, the kids were, I believe, two children that were in uh, the vehicle, in a vehicle. Um, and they were unharmed, to my knowledge, physically speaking. But this is, this is incredibly tragic. I had nothing. I, I was so shocked when I read it. Sad to hear. Um... You know, but I want and I want to be completely clear. I do not support intimate partner homicide at all. The, the most I can say is, is, is if you're dealing in self-defense, you got to do what you have to do. But short of that, I, you know, there's in no way that I advocate for intimate partner homicide. I will also say, secondly, especially as we, we go into the holidays, and that's one of the things he pointed out. Right. He said, I'm, you know, we're going into the holidays and I ain't got no family. I say this every year on Facebook, on social media, and then, you know, when I transitioned into radio as well as onto YouTube, I, every year I say, look, you know, especially around the holidays, make sure that you have support. I don't care if it's a therapist or if you can't do a therapist, at the very least, uh, having some people around you that value you and appreciate you in one way, shape, or form. But make sure you have those around you that care because this tends to be the season where suicide rates go up across race. So um, I can definitely say for black men, um, you know, I, de I definitely will urge that you seek out support. You know, again, going into the season, uh, the transition from Christmas to the new year tends to be fairly difficult for a lot of people. Um, and we know last year, you know, with the pandemic to the extreme where it was, where everybody was sheltered, it was that much more. I'm still waiting for data to come out on just how impactful 2020 was um, but at the end of the day, uh, if you're having feelings of hurting others and most particularly of hurting yourself and damn sure if you were having feelings about hurting children, you definitely need to seek out help as soon as possible. Right. So please do so. And I would appreciate if those in the if someone in the comment section can post the uh, suicide hotline number 
I usually have such a thing prepared, but I, I would appreciate it if you're willing to do that um, because I just want to make sure that people have access to that. Right? This tends to be a very difficult time period, especially when folks are going through quite a bit. So um, again, terribly sad situation. Um, and I am a, a strong advocate of making sure you have uh, support, particularly around mental health lines as we go through what we go through. I just want to put that out on the table. But tonight, um, I am going to have people come up later and we can delve more into the situation directly. I'm a little more concerned with the discussion around the issue. Because obviously, especially on YouTube, everybody's been talking about this. It is what it is. It's an important situation and it is worthy of reflection, dialogue, so on and so forth. But, you know, I see this kind of situation. I see all kinds of, you know, all kinds of approaches that really come down to taking this individual man, making him a reflection of all black men. And then at the same time, sometimes by black men themselves, dismissing all black men on one level or another. One of the things I've been seeing. Um, I've heard everything from he should have chose better uh, to this is just some black male shit. Uh, you know, I've heard, you know, you know, the irrelevance of um, how people like him feel, whatever's going on. Um, um, you know, people using this politically to make statements about black manhood and, um, the overall idea around how black men must feel about everybody in their community and most particularly, of course, black women. And I understand why, right? Obviously there's frustration about what's taking place and we can't help but reflect on how much of this impacts us as a group, as a population, so on and so forth. Um, now, obviously my work focuses on black men, but tonight one of the things I kind of want to delve into is the lack of empathy that I find um, in general and not and John Hunt I appreciate you posting that number Tim Howard thank you for posting it National Suicide Prevention Lifeline 1-800-273 oh, cat is moving it done came off the screen uh, 8255 right so if you didn't get that uh, 1-800-273-8255 National Suicide Hotline please make sure if you are feeling any kind of way where you think you need support that you reach out and take advantage of that um you know, shout out to Brandon. Good to see you in here, Doc. Hope everything's well with you and the family. And uh, yeah, so anyway, but you know, it, there's without question, um, the death of two women and an unborn child is, is terribly, ridiculously tragic. I'm not at all going to paint that any other kind of way. It is, and it's sad to hear. My focus, however, my research deals more with black men, but tonight, the way I want to approach it is really to look at the degree to which we actually, even as black men, have trouble being empathetic toward other black men, especially black men um, who are who are in the midst of turmoil. Right now, this is not at all about um, foregrounding um, the brother in question here. I'm talking more in general, especially when it comes to issues regarding intimate partner homicide. We seem to have a very different way of acknowledging black male life. And one of the ways I see this is when we talk about other instances of intimate partner homicide. There's two things that I generally notice. We either go out of our way to empathize, right? 
or we ignore it entirely. So one of the things I wanted to do was kind of go over some of the things that I've seen and talked about um, in my show. And I've noticed very little response to over time. And it's frustrated me because in many ways, um, it seems like there's not much said. Um, hold on. So oh, this is interesting. Okay. StreamYard just, you know, done some new stuff. So let me bear with me. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It's not uh, opening up the way it used to. Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of how exactly I can share this then if um, it's not going to open it up. Hmm. Okay. Wow. This is a conundrum. Hold on. Okay. I think it's... uh, might have to go old school with it. So let me see if this might work. So y'all got, you guys know, I report on all kinds of um, issues as it pertains to uh, black male vulnerability. One of the things I'm often surprised about are the ways in which black men become invisible when they're vulnerable. Um, we have no problem paying attention to them when they are um, aggressors. And I don't have any problem with that. I think um, the discussion that goes on, that went on um, with this brother situation needed to happen, needs to happen. Um, I think the criticism of black men, especially in situations where they've not sought out help and may do damage to others needs to happen. Um, pushing black men who are going through things to actually get help needs to happen. Um, but again, when black men are victims, I don't hear it. I don't hear this level of outrage. I don't hear this level of reflection. So what do I mean? Well, I'm just going to go through a number of different things. And, and I'm going to show you quite a few things in the next bit of time. I'm going to show you a lot. 99% of it is stuff that I've presented to you on this show. I'm going to tell you the response, the feedback. Nil. Very little. So what do I mean? Okay. This was an article you can find in Daily Mail, co.uk. Woman shot boyfriend because he refused to argue with her. I did a piece on this. Nobody said a word. Um, he says, let me do slides, but it's not really letting me do slides, so... I have to do it, yeah, one at a time. This is really quite frustrating. I do apologize, but this is what it is. So this piece here, another one. Top seek vengeful ex-girlfriend and shooting death of Brooklyn dad. I did a video on this whole segment. Nobody said a word. Not a word. Very little information. Right? Yeah, it's going to be a little tedious for a little minute, but should get easier in a minute. Here. 
police. A woman texted boyfriend about his mom burning alive uh, minutes before the fatal fire. Uh, The caption at the top reads, um, minutes before police say Abiana Williams set a fire that killed her boyfriend's mother and two nephews. She texted him according to court records. I'm outside your mom's house. I hope your mom likes being burned alive. Williams, 21, is accused of killing Melissa Western and Western's two grandchildren, eight-year-old Aston Griffin and four-year-old Jesse Klein. We did a video about this. No response. No outrage. No frustration. And she only did it because that was his family. Yep. So, next one. Montgomery cop accused of ramming ex's car into her own while baby on board and beating man with a bat. Montgomery Montgomery cop, by the way, was a a woman. No response. Did a video on this. And and I'm I'm posting it this way so you can actually search uh, the videos yourselves. I'm not going to delve in because I've already done that. But you can go check this out yourself. Quite a few of them that I'm going to go through. And I want to call attention, even in the manosphere, how we are selectively outraged and yet have very little empathy for men. And I'm saying as a society, we have very little empathy for black men, but even here in circles that are about black men, very little empathy for one another. So another piece, Florida woman used tire iron to beat three-year-old boy to death. Did a piece on this. I didn't hear outrage. Not at all. A lot of silence. Out of silence. Next one up. Oh, hold on. Screen is adjusting. All right. Dailymail.co.uk. Mom drowned two infant infant daughters because orgasms or, or excuse me organs were worth money. Did a video on this. No response. All right. Now here's the thing. We talk about these instances that we're looking at today. All right. When, when I post these on social media or even cover them in videos, the primary response that I get from people is either two is twofold. Either it's that we immediately assume that she has a condition, postpartum or something of that nature, even when we have no evidence of that. We still assume it. We give her the benefit of the doubt or we ignore it entirely. Next one up. Illinois woman allegedly shot boyfriend then video chatted other girlfriend. I just posted another one on my Facebook page a couple days ago about a woman who um, I guess his girlfriend sent pictures that he was asleep at her house. She waited for him to came, come home, made, made love to him, and then cut off his penis. Posted that on Facebook. Very little response. Very little. Now, let me do this. Hopefully this part will go a little smoother. Like I said, um, looks like stream StreamYard changed a few things, so I just want to make sure these are smooth. So, here we go. Next one up. See for yourself. You see the URL, right? Ex-wife's murder for hire flops when hitman runs to authorities in Florida, feds say. Look that up. Now, this one actually didn't go through, but still, very little comment when I posted this. Woman arrested for allegedly shooting her husband. 
Kemper County deputies, county deputies responded to a domestic call between a husband and wife around 4.30 a.m. Saturday morning on Rosie Coast Road, according to the Sheriff's Office. This is dated October 2nd, 2021. After an initial investigation, law enforcement determined that the wife had shot her husband, 32-year-old uh, Dorothea Crow, was arrested for aggravated assault and domestic violence. Talked about this. No response. No empathy. No acknowledgement. Immediately, assumptions about her mental state and empathy for her. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have empathy for her. I'm saying, I notice it really seems like a very one-way kind of dynamic. Many of you are familiar with this one, especially if you're more uh, into athletics, right? This is a ex-wife of slain NBA player Lorenzen Wright, uh, wants judge to throw out her guilty plea. This is not so much about this particular argument, uh, article about the guilty plea, but that, right, Lorenzen Wright's um, wife, had him killed. Talked about this. Now, this is obviously something a lot of black men, especially who are into sports, have been talking about for a while. But one of the things I noticed when I talked about it and posted it, not a lot of feedback, not a lot of empathy, not a lot of outrage, especially from the larger public, but even in the black community, kind of quiet. Now, there's a small subset of black men, many of whom might be in my chat right now, that were very frustrated, but Empathy on a larger scale? Not really. And this is part of the point that I'm getting at. We have real selective empathy. This was one I talked about, right? This is dated uh, 2020. I talked about this last year. PhD student who works at Notre Dame accused of stalking and killing her ex-boyfriend. Any outrage? No. Not even from other black men in many instances. Next up. Madisonville woman arrested after shooting husband. Right? Officers were sent out to a home on South Herrick Street after getting a domestic violence complaint around 3.30 p.m. Police said uh, Benigno Feliciano, 61, was sent to the house hospital out of state in stable condition, uh, but later died during surgery. Um, Raven Hamlet, 54, was arrested and booked into the Hopkins County Jail. Um, Hamlet told investigators that voices in her head led to the shoot let her to shoot her husband. Okay. What we got? Woman arrested after allegedly shooting husband during domestic dispute in Antioch. Right? Officers responded at 2.47 p.m. to a hospital where the 60-year-old man had been dropped off with a gunshot wound to his face and said she, he was shot by his wife during a domestic dispute. He was transferred to a separate hospital and was listed in critical but stable condition as of Tuesday. Uh, investigators determined the man and woman lived in an apartment on Buchanan Road and went to find uh, a crime scene there. They learned the woman had gone to a family member's home in Fairfield and Fairfield police found her and took her into custody. Empathy. Outrage. Frustration? Not really. For men, you know, it's acceptable. Ellaville woman arrested for shooting death of husband. This is Georgia. On Tuesday, this is October 29, 2021, Tuesday an Ellaville woman was arrested for the shooting death of her husband, according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Uh, agents said Juanita Bridges, 57, was arrested for felony murder, aggravated assault, and possession of a firearm during the commission 
for a felony. Uh, a release said uh, Schley County deputies uh, responded to a home in the 200 block of Georgia Highway 240 East after receiving reports that someone had been shot. Deputies say they found Bobby Bridges with a gunshot wound to his chest. Juanita, Bobby's wife, was also in the home and gave deputies a handgun. She told deputies that she shot her husband. Any response? Any outrage? Not really. Not what I saw. Women arrested after shooting husband to death during fight. Police say Clayton County, Georgia. Police say a woman shot her husband to death during a fight early uh, Thursday morning. This is dated uh, May 2021. Clayton County police said they were called to a home on River Road in Jonesboro just after midnight. Uh, Rhonda Tucker, 35, told dispatch she had been in a fight with her husband, 34-year-old Brian Tucker, when she accidentally shot him. Okay. What about this one? Talked about this one in a recent show. Michael Craig. Right? Michael Craig had his son call 911 because his wife had a knife to his neck. Police showed up and shot him. Took her to the hospital. Found out there was nothing wrong with her. That was it. At least as far as we know. Any empathy? Any acknowledgement? Any outrage? No. Not really. Just saying. I don't see it. I don't see it. Here's another. Portsmouth woman pleads guilty to aggravated malicious wounding after striking husband with car. Right? Portsmouth woman has pled guilty to aggravated malicious wounding after she seriously injured her husband in August 2020 domestic-related assault at the John F. Shopping Center. He later died. Police say uh, Bashira Tripp, 34, was taken into custody uh, at the scene after hitting James Johnson, 35, with her vehicle. He was taken to a local hospital with life-threatening injury. And I noticed a lot of these when I looked it up um, didn't have a mugshot, but I decided to just go over it uh, orally nonetheless. Appreciate that support, uh, Henry Garner. Thank you. All right. And I think I played the video to that one on my show when I initially reported on it. Uh, here's another report outlines new details in Henderson vehicular homicide case. Woman accused of running over and killing her boyfriend in Henderson last week told police she had previously been arrested and accused of hitting a social worker with a vehicle. Danica Kane, 33, was arrested February 23rd on one count of murder, according to court records. This is dated March 2021, this year. In an interview at the crash site at the intersection of Weltman Way and Las Vegas Boulevard South, Kane told police that the couple had been dating for two years and were just about to sign a lease for a Las Vegas apartment after moving from Louisiana, according to an arrest report from Henderson Police Department, while running errands near the crash scene, Kane initially told police that her boyfriend had picked up a hitchhiker. About 10 minutes later, Kane told police that she and her boyfriend had gotten out of the car to argue in the desert when the hitchhiker took the wheel, ran her boyfriend over and ran off. Um, he died at the scene. Kent Reed, 44. Right? Henderson um, and Las Vegas police spent the afternoon searching the area to no avail. Uh, before interviewing Kane again, 
At that point, Kane disclosed that she had previously been arrested and accused of running over a Child Protective Service employee uh, who had been investigating Kane. She told police uh, the charges had since been dropped. Henderson uh, police declined to provide further information on the prior arrest. A witness who drove by shortly before uh, the killing told investigators she saw Kane and Reed arguing um, inside the car before Reed started walking off into the desert, according to the report. Officers noted in the report that another person likely would not have fit in the, in the back seat of the car, which had groceries covering the floor. The front seat was also pushed all the way back. Uh, when police spoke to the brother of Reed uh, at the scene, he immediately suggested Kane ran Reed over, citing a volatile relationship between the two. Uh, according to the report, he said the couple had been dating for three months, and the last time another brother uh, saw Reed, he and he had scratches on his face and a split chin, but denied that Kane had abused him. And is being held without bail has a hearing scheduled for March 19th. I reported on this this one. Any outrage? Not really. Not really. St. Cloud woman charged with murder and infants and in her infant stabbing death. Right. Uh, this is uh, dated November 30th. 2021, right? Minnesota, St. Cloud woman is charged with the murder in connection with the death of her three-month-old child. Right? This is Fardusa Omar Abdihali, Abdillahi, uh, 26 years old. Right? Now, again, the reason I post this one is because when we talk about it, we tend to, we tend to extend as many options as we can to explain what happened and why. Mental health, postpartum, you name it. And we have responses that are etched in stone that immediately come up whenever I, I, I post something like this. When I post men who engage in some type of assault of some sort. What I get is, um, you know, he deserved it or he deserves what's about to happen. I get um, he should have chose better. I mean, there are all kinds of responses, but none of them with any degree of empathy. Even from black men who've been through it. Very little. Now, let me see. I don't know if these are going to play, um, at least in a way where you guys can hear sound. Let me see. I'm gonna see if you guys can hear this or not. Um, let's turn this up. I'm not sure. Let's see. Ah, here we go. Right. So this was actually uh, updated in 2019, but uh, it just came across my desk. So I thought it important to look at uh, a woman who murdered child's father breaks down in court apologizing to his mother. Right. Uh, this is in Clayton County, Georgia. Right. Woman found guilty of murdering, murdering her child's father has been sentenced to 125 years in prison. Um, let's see. Uh, let me skip that part. Uh, they said, OK, so Channel 2 was in the courtroom where Sierra Harp learned her fate. A fury found Harp, a jury, excuse me, found Harp guilty of murdering Raheem Grant. She recorded herself on Grant's cell phone, shooting him multiple times over several minutes in front of their daughter during the sentences. Harp, during the sentencing, Harp looked right at Grant's mother in the courtroom and asked everyone uh, for forgiveness. 
She said, I was not in my right state of mind. Had I not been drunk, it would have never happened. Uh, she says to Miss uh, Miss Grant Bryson, I'm truly sorry. Harp called it an accident when she recorded herself shooting Grant multiple times in his apartment in 2017. She told police Grant had beaten her that night and she shot him in self-defense. Then police uncovered cell phone video Grant shot of himself on camera saying she stabbed him. Harp turned the video on and off as she shot him over 13 minutes as their daughter watched. On the video, Grant could be heard uh, warning Harp that she's going to spend a long time in prison after she kept shooting him. She said, I don't care if I go to jail for the rest of my life. Um, and apparently Grant's warning came true. Any, any empathy there? Not really. Outrage? No, not really. Let's try another. Told that this would be received were this the other way around. There's just no way in the world that a man could run over his girl and this be, you know, taken as funny or taken as, as something worthy of, uh, you know, uh, dismissal. You know, I'm told, you know, some some argued that this was fake. I don't think it is, but some argued it is. And I've, I've been known to be mistaken. Some of these things can be. But what I what isn't fake are the comments. Well, let's hear what the comments And were. depending on where you watch this video, the comments are ridiculous. Now, first and foremost, I obviously didn't play the sound. But if you listen to the sound, the woman recording, and I think it's a woman, but I'm pretty sure it is, is laughing the entire time. The entire time. Right. But then in the comment sections, depending on where you saw this posted, there's a lot of other women laughing and dudes. You know what I mean? As if this is funny. Um, this guy just had both of his legs run over. I don't find any of this funny. Right. Let's check another. It's dated June 9th, and it is entitled Woman Sets Husband on Fire Because She Thought He Poisoned Her Chicken Wings. Milwaukee woman has uh, admitted to setting her sleeping husband on fire because she believed that he poisoned her chicken wings, police said. Now, keep in mind, right? some of y'all are too alpha to experience any type of abuse or assault on behalf of women. You good at that when you sleep, too? All right. Uh, I'm going to try and pronounce this name, but we eh, I love my people. But that we get weird when it comes to this. To Tahansti, Tahansti Marie Smith. Tahansti Marie Smith, 29, confessed to authorities that she had waited for her spouse to fall asleep to light his head on fire earlier this month at their home in Indaris Park neighborhood, in the Indaris Park neighborhood. Smith said she had suspected him earlier in the day on June 2nd of putting poison on her chicken wings. Around 4 a.m. the next day, she filled a cup with lighter fluid, poured it on his head and used a lighter to ignite it, police said. Emergency responders arrived at the home and rushed the man to the hospital with severe burns to the chest, head, ears, hands, neck, and face. While he's recovering, the husband told authorities that Smith had been acting strangely for the last three or four months. Um, he said the pair had gotten into a fight on the night that she set him on fire because he told Smith that he planned on leaving her and moving out of their home. Smith was arrested on charges of arson, recklessly endangering safety and causing mayhem. Right, she's set to appear in court Wednesday. Okay. Here's another. Let's say this was 2019, this article. Um, 
But you can find this one on lohud.com, lohud.com, apparently. Appreciate the support, Bobby Wright. I apologize about the sound. I was having some sound issues around the time I put this one out. But uh, suffer through, if you would, hear what, what, uh, what, what happened. And it's, t- it's entitled, Wife Who Set Up Peekskill Cabbie Slaying Gets 15 Years to Life. A Peekskill woman who set up the murder of her husband, a popular local cabbie, then testified against her lover, the man who pulled the trigger, was sentenced Tuesday to 15 years of life in state prison. Now, understand something. What we're talking about here is proxy violence. She got one man to kill her husband. Now, as long as these cases don't get found out, this just goes down as one man killing another. Right. It's not it doesn't it associate with the woman at all. So when we look at numbers of, you know, intimate partner homicides, you know, or it's not even labeled intimate partner homicides. It's just labeled murder. Right. The cabbie, the husband just murdered. It's not classified as intimate partner homicide. And she's not considered a murderer in most cases, as long as she's not found out. So this obscures the numbers on how often this happened. But anyway, Beatrice Camper, 62, was sentenced by Judge Barbara G. Zambelli as part of a deal in which she pleaded guilty to second degree murder in the 2012 shooting death of Terry Camper, 53. She was, uh, yeah, she's about nine years older than him. Interesting. Uh, she took out two life insurance policies on her husband before her lover, ex-con John Murray, shot him twice in the back of his uh, back of the head in, the, in his cab. A jury convicted Murray, 62, of first degree murder, April 17th. He faces life without parole at his sentencing Tuesday. Beatrice was uh, married to the well-known uh, cab driver in Peekskill, but having an affair with Murray, who also married, who was also married and living in Newburgh. After setting up her husband's murder, she played the grieving widow, even calling him her soulmate. Peekskill detectives found her linked to the ex-con uh, when they searched her apartment and discovered a trove of letters Murray had sent her from prison. She testified at Murray's trial that she helped him determine where her husband would be the afternoon of October 3rd, 2012 on Pine Street, Peekskill. Murray called for a cab, climbed in the back, then shot him in the head. Any empathy? Any outrage? I didn't hear any. What's that? Com. Dated July 30th, that is today, or excuse me, that is uh, Friday, July 30th. So um, it's very recent, very new. Baltimore County, Maryland. Documents allege that 33-year-old Nicole Michelle Johnson drove around the dead children in the trunk of her car for months. One of the children had been in the trunk of the car since May of 2020. Baltimore County Police have charged Johnson with failure to report the deaths of the children, child abuse resulting in death and neglect. Bodies of Jocelyn Marie James Johnson, seven, and Larry Darnell O'Neill, five, were discovered just after 11 p.m. on Wednesday when officers conducted a traffic stop. Johnson was initially pulled over for speeding in a car that had fake paper tags from West Virginia. The vehicle was unregistered and uninsured, police say. The officer issued citations to Johnson, at which point she allegedly stated, it don't matter. I won't be here in five days. Y'all gonna see me on the news. Y'all gonna see me on the news making my big debut. 
The dead children were discovered as the car was being prepared to be towed. Documents state that when Johnson went to the trunk of her car to get her belongings, the officer smelled the unmistakable odor of decomposition. Johnson removed a plastic tote and a clear trash bag from the car. The officer noticed maggots in the clear bag. Johnson claimed that they were just dirty blankets blankets inside the bag. The officer continued to have Johnson remove the blankets, revealing a suitcase. When Johnson revealed the body of a child inside the suitcase, officers say she ran. She was apprehended a short time later. The body of the second child was discovered inside the plastic tote by homicide investors. Investigators, excuse me. Johnson told investigators that both children are her sisters. Jesus. She apparently turned them over to Johnson because she said that she could not care for them. That's what I'm talking about. Johnson also told investigators that she was at the Regal Inn in May of 2020 when she became angered at one of the children uh, and hit her several times, causing her to fall and hit her head. At that time, she said she placed the child in a suitcase and put the suitcase in her car. Johnson also told investigators about a time two months ago when the second child wanted to lay down in the back of her car. Johnson said she noticed blood on the child's left leg, but didn't say more about the injury. The child never woke up. At that point, she put the child in the tote and kept him in the trunk next to his sister. The autopsy revealed how malnourished the children were. The seven-year-old child weighed 18 pounds when she died. Her five-year-old brother weighed 21 pounds. Now look, I got six more videos like that, and I might, at your request, when I open up the stream, play them. But what's my point? Now there's two separate segments, right? We, we obviously intimate, see intimate partner homicide, and then we see the treatment of children, right? Particularly the homicide of children. Now, I post the intimate partner homicide to show you how even when black men are victims, there's no empathy, there's no outrage, not even from many brothers themselves. But also, when we talk about, um, excuse me, when we talk about, uh, dang it. okay, hold on, hold on, I'm having some sound issues. But when we talk about the, the experience of children, the treatment of children, the homicide of children, especially by mothers, the reason I played that one, and again, I have plenty more, is when I posted this, the response immediately went to defend her, went to explain her, went to protect her. Am I upset that people did that? Not necessarily. I don't post this because I'm upset that people uh, wanted to find a way to humanize her. But I am upset at the one-sided nature of what we humanize or who we humanize and who we either ignore entirely or only cast as monsters. And more often than not, when you split it down gender lines, yes, particularly heterosexual black men are either ignored when they're, in, when they're either in pain or they're victims or they're made into monsters. And somehow, the actions of a fraction of black men, I'm gonna show you what I mean in a minute. The actions of a fraction of a fraction, a fraction of 1% of black men become reflective of the entire group. Nobody watched this video I just played a second ago of this woman who killed her own niece, her own sister's children, her niece and nephew. Nobody looked at that and made statements about all black women. 
at least not in any kind of collective way. You might have individuals here and there, but you didn't really see a collective response about that. But with black men, yeah, it tends to be. But we're talking about intimate partner homicide. So let's actually look at it. We're talking about intimate partner homicide. There's a piece that I have on my blog, right? Newblackmasculinities.wordpress.com. And this was actually a correction piece. If you look at the title, it says correcting a previous blog post. And I was updating it because I did a piece a while ago called Straight Black Men Are the Scapegoats of Black People, VSB's Black Eugenics Renaissance and the Pandering to Make Attention Outweigh Death. And this was in response at the time to the article that black men, you know, um, are the white men of the black community or white people of the black community, whatever. Forget the exact title. And so I posted some statistics, some data, some straight numbers on uh, intimate partner homicide. And I had to update it with some corrections based on the data search that I did. And you can find this yourself if you go to um, or if you go to this article, you can just click on it. But if you're interested, you can go to the Office of Statistics and Programming, National Center for Injury Prevention and Control, CDC. Link is right there. And you can put in the parameters of your search. And so what I did here is I highlighted the number of black men and women who've been killed by an intimate partner. Right. Uh, according to the CDC. Right, let me enlarge it a little bit. Right. For each year from 2003 onward, 2003 was the earliest year they had. Keep in mind, they've been um, kind of growing the number of states. So these numbers are low for both groups based on how many states they actually have reporting to the CDC on this. But you can see in 2003, you have 57 black female victims, 22 black male victims, right? Okay. Uh, 22 at 2004, 97 black female victims, 43 black male victims. You get it. You can screenshot this, look through it in more detail. Certain years, you can see higher numbers. You can look at 2007. Uh, what was going on in 2007? Market crash. It's interesting how you can see these kind of parameters. And this is why 2020 is going to be, is, is really, there's so much data I'm waiting for to really uh, get a grasp on what happened in 2020. But these were statistics that laid out every year up to 2015, which was the latest year they had at that time uh, in regard to the deaths of men and women, black men, black women in particular. And so what you could see in 2015 is you had 78 uh, black men and 94 black women, right? So clearly there are more black women that die and due to intimate partner homicide than black men, according to the data. Although you can see here how many states were reporting at that time. I'm about to give you an update uh, from, two, five, uh, from two, two, 2016 to now. So actually, excuse me, 2016 to 2019, because 2019 is the latest year the CDC has in regard to this. But we're going to take a look at it. So there are slightly more women and depending on the year. Right. But you can see the numbers here. Right. You can see the kind of dyna dynamic dy uh, dynamic that breaks down. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about 43 million black folk. So when people tell you that black men are and the reason I wrote the response I did to the black men or the white men in the community article is uh, there were people who were chiming in on the article saying black men are killing black women in mass. This look like in mass to you out of 43 million black folk. But let's look at some of the more recent numbers. Just produced these today, right? Um, I don't know if I can shrink this. Oh, yeah, beautiful. All right, or raise it, I should say. So here you have 2015 to 2019. These are the numbers of black males that have been killed. And notice there are only a few states. 
If you actually just do, say, 2019, there's actually 42 states reporting. So they've increased the number of states reporting, but I wanted to get everything from 2015 to the latest year they have. Uh, so you have 364 Black men that have been killed. You have a larger number of Black women that have been killed at 715, right? So this is five years, 2015 to 2019. 715 Black women killed by an intimate partner, 364 Black men. And we know the market has been, uh, the, the economy has been steadily going down. This is obviously pre-pandemic. Uh, I expect the numbers to be higher for the pandemic for two reasons. One, because it looks like they're advancing on the number of states that are reporting. So hopefully we'll get to, you know, we'll, we'll get to the full number of states, but then also because we just had a pandemic. And we know just from random articles that we that intimate partner violence has been increased. And why? Because people have been stuck in the home with each other. Divorce rates have increased, uh, whatnot. But we also know, according to the data, right, that when it comes to intimate partner violence, the black community in particular is bidirectional. Shout out to Dr. Tommy J. Curry. Right? The data suggests that abuse and violence are bidirectional. Shout out to the Green Gorilla. If you haven't checked out his show, go look at some of his early episodes where he and I've done the same, but I want you to support his channel as well. Um, when he talks about uh, intimate partner violence, one of the things he points out is that according to the data, women are often in the position of initiating the violence. It's not something we hear about. Nevertheless, these are the numbers. And I post these on here because I want you to be able to look at the raw numbers as they are. So we don't get lost in speculation and guessing because once stereotype takes over, right, which governs in many respects how we even look at intimate partner violence and homicide, it's important that we situate it within some context, some framework. And this is especially necessary for black men because people, even again, black men themselves are often comfortable with somehow making, you know, Statements about black men. Appreciate that support, uneducated lame. Right? We 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 make statements about black men, and we're comfortable about uh, slandering an entire demographic, even without data. And when individual situations pop up, we have no problem criminalizing all black men. Right? And making somehow the suggestion that this you know this violence and homicide is is some look. The violence from black men to women and women to men is high and higher than other groups. But you can actually look at this in terms of the environmental responses to the conditions we live in. The poverty, the low wage, the, few, the, 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 the limited options, these things are byproducts of that. But the point that I'm getting at here is it's incredibly important that we situate this within some kind of framework because otherwise every individual situation pops up uh, it seems to confirm some mass hysterical idea that black men are just monsters. And so with that in mind, and we see this impacting even little boys entering school, the perspective that they're dangerous monsters, there's a severe lack of empathy. Shout out to 3000 GT Atlanta. Appreciate the support. Super sticker. Shout out to Dardar. Appreciate that support. Right. But it's important that we call this out because part of the reason that we need to do so is that this lack of empathy impacts and infects almost anything having to do with black males. It becomes the guiding way, the guiding primary uh, nature or primary mode by which we 
interpret what goes on. So I'm not going to take the initial situation, the, the tragic murder-suicide that we talked about, and make reflections on all black men or black women. I'm going to say it's tragic for that family. I don't think anybody should be killed in intimate partner homicide short of self-defense. I'm going to advocate that people get help, especially in moments where you are extremely unstable. But I'm also going to caution against uh, taking individual situations and reflecting them on entire groups. Because I just pointed out to you that in the last five years, you roughly had about a thousand black folk killed by intimate partners out of 43 million. And it's sad that anybody has to die at the hands, particularly of a partner. But it doesn't at the same time speak to the entirety of the situation. Last thing I want to post or put up for discussion is the black male political agenda as it pertains to policy. One of the things I hear people say a lot, and I'm, 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 I'm wrapping up to the point where I wanna bring people up, but the reason I'm covering this is because I wanna lay this information out on the table for us to reference later if we need to, right? Um, so I created the black male political agenda last year and um, you know, almost every point, I think I did write maybe one toward the end, I think almost every point on here has been contributed by listeners, by subscribers, uh, some of them who are named, some of them who didn't want to be named, right? And the first one on here, the first point, the first political point, these are all policy proposals written by Black men. And the very first point up there is family court reform. Now, why is that important? Because we know that when we're talking about systems, when we're talking about policies, they have an impact on individuals and families that largely can go unreflected upon, unacknowledged. Um, hold on. My apologies, I'm having a little bit of a technical issue. Let me see if I can resolve it. I don't think you guys can see it, but it is definitely impacting me. So, um, all right, for some reason it will not go away. All right, bear with me one moment. I'm trying to get through this so I can bring you guys up and I will do so in a moment. Uh, this should not take long, but sometimes my system has a mind of its own. And uh, it does not often want to co uh, cooperate. So, hmm. that's interesting. Um, wow. Okay, some of the sound is coming back in. Uh, it's always something. I mean, okay, here we go. I think this will fix it. A little bit. It's always strange when your system starts acting different. Anyway, apologize for the little momentary break, but trying to get stuff to work, and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Anyway, so what I was talking about, family court reform was the first point put forth 
by black men in support of a black male political agenda, right? And what they did was they listed out a number of different subsegments, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. And K has four parts to it. That's how many different points of um, policy proposal that black men put forth. Appreciate the support. Intellectual, uh, I think that's Brooklyn. Um, all right. Congratulations. Going back to the PhD. Good work. Uh, Troy West, appreciate the support. All right. So anyway, what I'm pointing out here is you have all of these points that are raised. Now, the reason I bring this up is obviously in terms of the primary death in question this week or murders in question and suicide, right? Family court or child support uh, policies were central to his frustration. Now, this is not in any way to absolve him of what happened, but it does, I think, speak to a need for us to have a new conversation about family court policy and the way it impacts people. Now, I'm not suggesting that you're going to have people in outright just slaughtering folks left and right. May, might we see an increase? Probably. Especially considering the state of the economy and the pandemic. Uh, I think for 2020 and 2021, I think we're going to see epic years in regard to uh, intimate partner homicide and intimate partner violence. I think we're going to see a lot more, a lot more of an increase. Right? And, I, and I appreciate Tim Howard reposting the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number. 1-800-273-8255. Please make sure you need it if you, you use it if you need to. And if you can't get hold of a support person or a therapist, um, yeah, talk to your friends. Talk to the friends that you trust. Try and get time in. But what I'm what I'm noticing about this is when I ask brothers to put forth ideas on policy changes that they'd like to see out of the full breadth of it, right? Out of 14 different major points, many of which had many subsets, right? The first one on the agenda for black men was family court reform. I didn't ask the black men to make points toward family court reform. That was the first point they volunteered. And it came and you saw how many different segments. Ideas about child custody, Right. Automatic 50-50 should be the standard. Mandatory paternity testing at birth, right, with addendums added, reinstituting at-fault divorce standards, financial abortions that allow men the option to choose if they want to be involved in a pregnancy. If a woman has the right to choose with her body, men should have the right to choose if they want to be involved. Right. Child support value system in terms of other contributions that may not be monetary being included in terms of child support, right to lifestyle require formal child support management reports, right? Prohibit jailing for future, for failure, excuse me, uh, prohibit jail, jailing for failure to pay child support, right? Income floor for child support, child support and alimony assistance programs, tax filing options, uh, right? I ain't never heard brothers talking about tax filing options anywhere, but the first place we hear it is in terms of this. And again, according to Judge Joe Brown, who, who did the research uh, at the time he was uh, in, I think, uh, in position, talked about black men actually being the most consistent child support heirs. Appreciate the support, Tim Howard. Shout out to you. All right. 
black men, according to him, were the most consistent payers of child support. So we're not talking about brothers who are running from responsibility, even though it's a, that's a very popular trope. But brothers who want a fair way of approaching it. One that does not dehumanize black men or leave them feeling like they have no options. Now, again, this doesn't justify the loss of life. This doesn't justify murder and it doesn't justify one killing themselves. But we do have to come to grips with the way systems and laws or i.e. policies impact individual people's lives. Especially when we're talking about a group that for the most part we've dismissed as inhuman. You know, in the South, a particular period of time, especially up to the 50s, one of the things that uh, we, we talk a lot about in my classes is how uh, one person's individual behavior could affect the mass, the group. If you were even a young boy in the South, in the black community, and you were caught stealing from a white store or saying something inappropriate in front of whites, doing something inappropriate, hell, in some situations, just looking somebody in the eye, people could be lynched. People could be killed behind the acts of an individual. I see something similar happening on the opposite end when it comes to individual occurrences of abuse or homicide initiated by black male aggressors, that they become reflective of the group. So when people start getting arrested and people assume that somebody has to go to prison, it's much easier to lock up black men. And we know, according to the Innocence Project, that um, over 50% of those who are found to be innocent are black men. Why is this the case? Why are black men the highest population found to be innocent? Well, because many of them are being thrown in jail unjustly. And why are they being thrown in jail unjustly? Because most don't believe black men are human. And it's much easier to assign crime and fault to black men as a whole, as a group, because of what people already believe. And when we do have an individual situation of an individual man going through crisis, doing things that he does. Somehow it's easy to talk about this as the work of all black men. We need to stop this. We need to stop this. I implore you to stop this. We need to approach this in a very different way. Now, um, I'm going to bring some people up and have some dialogue. I know I covered a lot and there's a lot that I did not cover. Um, I apologize if you're on Facebook. I don't know if the link is getting there. Um, I might be able to post it. Hold on. Um, and maybe you can come in. Yeah. Cause it's not even StreamYard. It's not even me showing me. Uh, the responses from Facebook for the most part. So um, I apologize if those of you on Facebook have been commenting. They're not necessarily coming up in my stream. Uh, some of them are, but I don't think it's all of them. Anyway, either way, I dropped the link. Feel free to come in. Be respectful. That's one of the things we need to do. We're going to be respectful. We're going to take, we're going to address this issue with some decorum. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to start this discussion with at least this much on the table. I am here 
because whether right or wrong, whether aggressor or victim, or completely innocent, I stand for the humanity of black men. And I think it's important that we call out our faults, but I also think it's important that we call out our victimization or just our natural human vulnerability. And we resist the need to use stereotype to frame black males. Uh, so let me bring up a couple of people uh, so far. Um, hold on, let me go ahead and put the banners down so we know who we're talking to. Um, that's interesting. It's not coming up. I don't know, StreamYard is acting real different. Can you guys hear me? I got uh, Officer Faulkner up, I got Malaika, and then I believe I have uh, J-Lock, I think. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I can yeah. hear you, big brother. Okay, my apologies. I'm having some technical issues today, um, and StreamYard is acting real interesting. So, oh, I see. Yeah, they changed a lot. They changed a few things around. So, uh, I do apologize. Here we go. All right. So, um, starting with Officer Faulkner, he's the first one to come up. How you doing, man? Officer, can you hear me? Okay. I don't think he can hear me. Uh, let's go to Malika. Brother, can you hear me? I can hear you good, brother. Hey, man, what are your thoughts about this? Um, I said this on Brother Dennis's show um, earlier this week. This is a tragic situation with this brother. Um, I don't give any credence to what he's done to these two women. It's wrong. It's crazy. And it's very very wrong but um i agree no one cares about us when we have our issues or like when we snap or what causes us to take that um like i've said in the manosphere and on many platforms we black men are seen as disposable expendable and unhuman especially within our community you know I'm not, and I'm not giving that any excuse for any black men to do any crime or to do anything. Mm -hmm. But the problem is we don't peel back the layers to see what is causing us to act a certain way. Just like how you said so many black men that are innocent, why do we not dig deeper? Because we're seen as inhuman because that's how the way we've been bred to be seen as inhuman. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to situations and you gave a litany of information with these videos of seeing women assault brothers, women assaulting children. These are children, children that have, didn't even ask to come here. Children that have no relationship, but they are being hurt by women. But like you said, how do we feel about it? Do we feel any, do we feel bad? Do we feel this way? No, especially for men that who just happen to be there, men that want to leave, men, simple situations. You said this one time, just because you can have a, an argument with your woman, does that cause her to cause homicide? Mm -hmm. But when we put the information out there, we'll, we, we hear all the excuses. Well, maybe she had this, maybe she had that. She suffered from this, she suffered from that. But it's cool for that for women, but it's not cool for us. Mm -hmm. And that makes us seem like, and, and, and I get into talks with this. I get in talks with this with women at work. I get in talks with this with my family members. And I remember I really 
sat down, I talked to my mom and my mom got quiet. And she's like, well, I said, see that well in that pregnant pause is programming. And she says, what do you mean programming? I said, it's programming for 450 years of thinking of your men not as human. And she said she couldn't. I said, you think that way of us. Right. I said, Mom, you as it's been programmed. I said, Mom, I feel that way sometimes when I hear situations when black men and black women get involved. I'm like, well, what did she do? What did he do? And I had to realize this cognitive dissonance gets into me. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Or even sometimes you just get so desensitizing, like, oh well, wow. When I first heard this situation, I was a little desensitized until I start hearing and pulling back the layers and I and I had to catch myself. I was like, damn, I'm I'm so programmed to be desensitized to the senseless violence of our people. Not just those women, not just the men, but of our people, period. And even of our children. Mm -hmm. And brother, I didn't even look, I got I got six more uh, videos primed on what happened with kids. And trust me, the one video I played didn't. It's the tip of the iceberg. But but, but the assumption, you're right. The assumption made was, you know, we, we have to find a way to explain this. Um, those aren't questions that are generally asked, I find, when mm-hmm. men are aggressors. There's no empathy. There's no what happened to him. There's no. And, and here's the big one. And it, you, you, you intimated this a moment ago. When it comes to the the, the, the women, um, when women kill men, the, one of the very first questions I hear is, what did he do? Mm-hmm. I know it. What did he do? Because he did something is the base assumption. When you see the reverse, you don't hear someone, you don't hear anyone say, what did he do? Or, or what does she do? You hear, you know, this is how black men are, or even from the manosphere. Well, you know, he should have just chose better. Or, can I ask you, can I add something to that? Okay, Let, let's go along with that. When we hear that subject or we breach that subject, what did he do or that question, right? When you find out that the woman did something wrong and the man just simply walks away or the man and the woman were arguing, like I don't see there's no cause for death on any side just for having an argument or the man simply broke up with the woman and he got into another relationship. Right. Right. Or the or man simply was planning to leave because he was in a volatile situation with this woman. Or how about the man just found out the woman was crazy? Like Chris Rock said in one of his comedy specials, what happened just to plain old crazy? Mm-hmm. All right. those black men in your chat and on this panel, we all dealt with a crazy black woman sometime in our life. And I'm not saying all black women are crazy, but we've dealt with enough issues that we got to walk away. But then there were some situations where we could not walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. The problem is when we when we when we bring when we bring that around and we sit around as like when we have these talks at Christmas time, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July picnic, we play in spades with each other, we out drinking amongst one another, and we bring this up and we say that, all right, what happens to the black man who just happens to be in a relationship where the woman happens to be toxic or right. having the relationship is toxic on both sides where the black man just chooses to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he becomes the victim 
of like how you said inter um what is it uh what's the phrasing that you call it uh, intimate partner uh, homicide inter partner homicide or just inter partner violence yeah intimate partner um, homicide or intimate partner violence absolutely uh, I want to get some other people in on this so stay with me big brother we're gonna come back I can you hear me now, um, see you now oh yeah we can hear you now uh, uh, you want to drop a word on on this uh, Ooh, uh yeah this is I don't know if you uh, caught my show yesterday about this and it was my boy Josh who was a former police officer when he went through similar issues with his child's mother you know when you do a little bit of research guess what the number one job is when it comes to domestic violence okay that they claim is police okay. here's here's the reason it's so easy to claim domestic violence on police officers it's so okay. easy to get fired and suspended nobody ever puts a penalty on a person lying Look at what the false sexual assault allegations. How many how many times do you see women who lie get jailed? Not even restitution. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. I said on, on my show yesterday, I understand what he did, but I don't condone it. He was broken. He was broken. And there's something that I that I said on my channel was a motto, my brother, my champion, my savior. Don't worry, I'm gonna get the when the t-shirts come out, you're getting one. Just send me your size, Dr. T. <laughs> okay. And Woo! think about this. Woo! Think about it. Where was his brothers? Yeah. Who were his champions? Who the hell were his saviors? Well, this is one of the reasons why I'm urging brothers to reach out, um, mainly because um, you never know. Sometimes uh, we all get caught up. We're all doing what we're doing. He identified in the video that there were people that knew his plight, but you know, um, it may not mean nobody cares. It just may mean you know people were running, doing different things. That's why I'm I'm urging those of you who are listening to this show, if you find yourself in a position where you are feeling that vulnerable. And that broken where you may do damage to someone or yourself, please make sure you reach out for help. Reach out. It, it, may, it may not be that nobody cares. It just may be everybody's doing their thing. But uh -huh. reach out and let somebody know. But let's be let's be honest, Dr. T. When a black man goes through some sugar honey iced tea, yes, it's true that sometimes people can be going through their own day-to-day -day life, but most of the times it's a sense of indifference. Mm -hmm. Black man doesn't have rights, feelings, or concerns that anyone needs to take a damn, a damn issue with. Mm. See, a lot of people don't understand something. I've been in patrol for <laughs> a decade and a half. Imagine getting called seven o'clock in the morning. You just hit the gym. You came to roll call. Next thing you know, you got to get the battering ram. And go in a, and then get the shield and go go into the house because a guy shot himself, possibly shot himself over issues he had with his wife. You got to enter that house not knowing if he's going to return fire if he's already dead or not. We don't have too many. With it, I'll say this: if it wasn't for the black manager and a lot of shows like yourself and BGS and others. 
a lot of black men probably would not be here or in jail. Wow. This is one of the few safe spaces for men. Here, here. I'm one. This man speaking right now, Charles Faulkner, he saved my life. I gave him his flowers yesterday, and I'll continue to give him his flowers. I was in a desperate, desperate state of despair a few months back over my child, Dr. T, and I was ready to just throw seven in my, my shotgun, and I got 99 more rounds behind me just waiting, and I was going to give everybody in my family the business behind my kid. This man and BGS, God bless the both of them. They saved my life. They saved my family's life that day. They really did. They just don't know. Thank you, Charles oh. Faulkner. You my hero. Yeah. You my savior. You my champion. I appreciate that because I take it very seriously that black men need to have a network. Black men need to have a political party. Black men just need goddamn refuge. Sure. And I, amen, I, amen, amen. I say this with, as Rick Flair would say, with a tear in my eye. It's a damn shame that a man has to go that far before America takes attention. Yeah. It's a damn shame that. My boy Josh was telling his story of how his child's mother was constantly lying. Would contact him and his girlfriend on Facebook Messenger and try to come out and say, "Hey, you're 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 you're, you're bothering me." It's been almost two straight years he has not seen his daughter. March will make two years. Violating the orders that were put in court, flagrantly. Mm-hmm. But she wants that damn check, right? Yeah. It's kind of funny. You want a child support check, but you're the cause why he got fired. Yeah, and you might end up having to go to jail behind not being able to pay. Oh, he he, he, he was th- you get this. He had he, they had a warrant for a civil case of child support, a body attachment. And guess where? And guess where they serve the warrant? At the department. At the department. At headquarters. Because they know where he's going to be at. Yeah. But and they this, make that but, at the point because they want to embarrass him, man. I've been there and I've done that when I was on the force, man. They're going to make sure you get that there. Depending on who your, depending on who your officer is or your superior officer, your supervisor is, your supervisor might pull you aside. But if you got. Uh, if you have an ignorant racist supervisor, or if you got a female we'll supervisor planning. that got a grip, they're gonna they're gonna do it. Or they'll do it in front of you in roll call, or they'll pull you in and do a bunch of people where you they put you in there in the bullpen, whatever, where everybody else knows all your business. Been there and seen that, man. Yeah, I want to I want to get some of the some of the voices that haven't spoken yet in in the discussion, and hopefully when everybody has laid out you know a couple of minutes minutes of where they're coming from. You can drop down if you so choose, uh, or you can stay and participate in the dialogue. But I at least want to get uh, some of the brothers on screen to be able to lay out uh, why they came up. So I think it's is it J Lock? J Lock, is that how you? Hello, J Lock. Okay, he might have stepped away. Um, Brother Ian, go ahead and, and, and give us some thoughts about this. Okay. Okay. Um... 
piece to the panel. Uh, Charles, Malika, uh, I see some other people. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, um, 100, uh, some other folks up in there. Um, anyways, my thing is this, this, this is nothing new. Uh, you know, Brian Nichols, you know, basically, you know, he, he, he was on the same tip, you know what I'm saying? You know, he, you know, he, he got charged with, 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 um, you know, he was, he went to court for rape, you know, he was found not guilty, uh, by, by whatever means, you know, but, you know, uh, you know, the court, um, gives, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, uh sets its bar for, for being not guilty, you know, whether he did it, or not, I don't know. But the point is he was found not guilty, you know, through, by, by the court, through whatever means. And they tried to uh, double jeopardy him. They they tried to try him again, and he was like, "Nah, I'm not having that," you know. You so he he went on a shooting spree here in Atlanta. But all that to say, I mean, the the, the whole idea of accusing black men and ruining their lives, I don't think anybody takes serious, you know. And and I say that because I was on um, I was on the lead attorney's uh, show. When when he when he did his, you okay. know, the, the the chick was saying basically a man is not important and this and that and whatever, you know, she can have her whole family raise the kid, and not have him have anything to do with the kid, you right. know, not, not caring anything about the child at all, only because of how she felt, you know, but He's a, he was a sperm donor, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, but 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 the, but I'm even going to go further because I had an issue with with Lee because he. Cause he took issue with the fact that I, when I, when I uh, came on, I, I focused on the, the black community, the black fam family dynamic. And he told me, you know, this is a, you know, this is a show that had to do, you know, he, he has a broad based show, okay. and, you know, and white men too. But I'm like, but the black community, the black female, black male, female dynamic, you know, the white woman, she's, she, she's following the whole script that the black woman set up. You know what I'm saying? This this is this this wasn't pervasive in in the in the white community like that. This this was this this was this was something, you know, that that the black woman took, you know, and and you know, and she uh you know, she she went she went ham with it. You know, and the white woman is still learning a lot some of the misandrous things that that the black woman is doing and and she's she's applying it. So all that to say, you know, so even him He's not really taking it serious enough because, you know, furthermore, in that discussion, he started talking about the ACLU, you know, and, and, and telling the people in the, in the uh, telling the telling his his audience that we need to wait on the a a ACLU. You okay. know what I'm saying? They're, they're dealing with with, uh, you know, being, you know, overturning the, you know, the 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 convictions of, of innocent black men. And so we need to wait on them. And I'm like, I. If if you putting it all in the hands of and you caping for the ACLU, I don't know if you really are taking this and you understand the the the, the total uh, immensity of what we're going through. Uh -huh. if, if you think the ACLU is is the is the organization that's that's going to take us through, when in fact the ACLU is on a diversity kick anyway, and anything that they're really doing, they're doing for right for for, 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 for you know public just just for exposure, you know. So, you know, so, I mean, even those who are educated among us and those who claim to be, 
you know, champions of black men still are not serious enough and not taking it serious enough. And and I and I say this, and I'll go on record. If a woman knows knowingly accuses you of sexually assaulting your child, I'ma say anything goes. I'll leave it there. Okay. Let me get um Mr. I think it's Mr. Darku. Can you uh can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. Um it's, it's Mr. Darko. The, the the last always sounded like Django. Oh but, my bad. All right. No, nah, it's go all ahead. good, it's all good, it's all good. Um I just like to joke people like that. Um, but um, I mean, for the most part, this this is not this is this is only the beginning, you know what I mean? Because um people don't understand the, the only reason why everybody's talking about this is because there was there was a Facebook um video. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because because there, there was at least five to seven other incidents within with literally that whole entire week that that people ain't even talking about there was, there was a cop in chicago there was like i mean one or two in georgia this is going on all over the country like like people are just talking about this because they they saw the facebook message and you know it, it went viral but this is happening literally almost almost either every other day or or every week so yeah. because and you know I, I said this on another panel but um like you know what i'm saying black people don't delete themselves you know what I'm saying? We've been through slavery, the hardest part of Jim Crow. I mean, every which way of abuse. And you know what I mean? We're not like other folks. You know what I mean? An Asian person, they do that like is you know, taking a shower. You know, a white boy, he get he get he gets a hangnail, you know, uh, you know, his his um he didn't get you didn't get his right, his order right at the at the at the drive-thru, and you know, he 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 might as well, you know, what I mean? he go go ham. Black mm -hmm. folks can take a lot. So, 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 what is going on where, 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 where black men are getting pushed to the level whereby, you know, what I'm saying they're going to delete themselves? It, it doesn't happen. You know, what I'm saying like this is this is this is a this is a new understand that you know epi, epi, epigenetics is real. You know, what I'm saying epigenetics is real. Once once something goes into the into the into the um, the species mindset, and once something goes into into like. Yeah, a certain type of behavior mm -hmm. th that's gonna flow through everybody. You know, what I mean, it's like the hunt. What do they say? Like the the hundred monkey, um, the hundred monkey experiment or the hundred monkey syndrome, where if one monkey figures out figures out a, a way to do something, another monkey all the way on the other side of the planet, even though they've never seen it, never met, all of a sudden it starts doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's what we're gonna start seeing happening because all it takes is for one. One person, one guy that, that's in that same in that same situation that might not even have had the thought of doing that, all of a sudden seen that as an option, and and right. and and now that and now that like men in that position see that as an option, you're gonna see that happening a lot more and more and more because it's only the, the economy is only getting worse, you know, like like the economy is only getting worse. So uh, to be honest with you, uh, this is about to be an avalanche. This. Ain't, this ain't an isolated incident you know it, this is another link in the chain of just the destruction of western civilization and i i always advise all young men you know what i mean work 100 hours a week as of now there should be a complete quarantine for women get your money up and, and if you really gotta get it you know what i'm saying there are websites out there where you just you know pay them to leave or just wait get your passport you know, fly, fly to Colombia, fly to Brazil, fly overseas, get your rocks up, come back, work. And then when you're ready to find a wife, go to countries where wives are, are being created. You know what I'm saying? Wives are are, are, are built, are trained. You know, they're, they're not born. 
So so right. so you can't you 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 know you can't turn Kanye West went crazy for trying to turn a porn star into a wife. You know what I'm saying? And and you're in an environment whereby that the, there's nothing you can do. You need to be in an environment whereby wives are created and cultivated, and there are there are checks and balances that that's going to be able to put you know accountability to them. There's no accountability here. The, 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 we live in bizarro world. So so I tell young men, if you if you're over the age of 18, you know what I mean, have big discipline, focus, get your money, invest, you know what I mean, build yourself up. You know what I'm saying? And then when you're ready to start a family, look for a place overseas where women are being created. Go out there, you know what I'm saying? Get your wife and then leave her there and just work. Like, I mean, I'm in the process right now of moving to Dubai by next summer. I'm talking, getting a condo, you know, I'll be able to get a good, a good property for, for under, you know, $500,000, you know what I'm saying? Where I'll be able to get it. And then I'll, I'll live there, work in America, come here, do my taxes. And most of the time I'll be over there, you know what I'm okay. saying? And I have peace, you know what I'm saying? I have about you know a dozen women that I'm currently vetting to be, you know, you know, um, to be my wife. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a polygamist, so I will be having multiple wives. And the women that I'm choosing are down with it, are down with my program. Right. So, you know, I'll have a different... You're letting them know up front. Right. I let them know up front. And, 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 but, but remember, but I've chosen women that, 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 that are part of the culture that are cool with that. Where they're Muslim women. They're, they're women from, from, from Africa and Middle East and, and Asia that whose, who, whose fathers had multiple no. multiple wives and so, that's, so, that's yeah. important that's important because you know if you try to do you know uh, even polyamory let alone you know multiple wife situation polygamous situation if you're talking about people from a culture that doesn't support that it 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 it, it takes it's a not lot gonna go. it's not, not gonna go nuclear. yeah yeah I, absolutely you can be up front tell people up front all of that and have the same result it's all saying. genetic. It's all genetic and it's all cultural. So I tell men, don't don't try to fit a, fit a square peg in a round hole. You know what I'm saying? You running around trying to save the community. The best thing you can do for the community and the best thing you could do, if you, if, you, if you want to defeat white supremacy, don't, you know what I mean? Don't fight the battle. Don't even be on the battlefield because they need your energy in order to keep this system going. So I tell all black men, get your passport, go overseas. If you're overseas, the, the, the cops ain't gonna be able to find you to pull you over. If you if you if you if you're out of the country, you're you're out of their jurisdiction. You know what I'm saying? It's the art of war. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're trying to find a, a war with a much superior, um, you know, a much superior enemy. You know what I'm saying? That got you behind enemy lines. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to think more strategic. So okay. I, I can use America to make money, but but why would I want to rest my head? You know what I mean? In, in a hostile environment. You know, what I mean, it's, it's like it's like sleeping on the battlefield. I mean, uh, um, Mr. Falker knows, you know, Officer Falker knows, you know, what I mean, he, he was he was in the military. I mean, when he was in Iraq, I mean, was, was he going to sleep on the battlefield or was he going to find a neutral location where he could rest his head? Right. And, and that's all I got to say. Actual, I want to I want to bring in some other voices. Uh, um, you can stay up and engage in the dialogue or you can sit down up to you. But I appreciate your comments. Uh, let me get James Hicks. Uh, James, uh, what are your thoughts about some of this? Thank you for having me on the show. Um, I think so many people are, are so focused on the what instead of focusing on the why. And the why was the most important thing to me because it happens a lot more than we, we want to realize that women in general use their, their children 
as weapons against the fathers, as pawns in some kind of game of how we can hurt the father the most today. And uh, this is not just like a black man problem because there are white men who have gone through this and have also killed their significant others, which, you know, I'm not saying that I approve of what this this man did. You know what I'm saying? Of course, what he did was deplorable. It was horrible. He He killed his unborn child and those things are unforgivable but it's like nobody's focusing on the fact that it, it was the lies that mm-hmm. started this whole thing it's the the keeping of uh, of the children hostage away from 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 men that that really causes this whole thing and he even said it himself he said you know stop lying on these men right don't play with these people emotions and <clears throat> Twitter when I, when I first heard of this this whole uh, situation it was Tariq Nasheed and he called him a simp and I'm just like so many people in the in, on the whole thread were just you know going in on going in on this guy calling him all kinds of names and I'm just like I don't understand how you people can sit here and watch a broken man be broken you know and nobody's concerned about the people who actually broke him. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, James, what you're saying is interesting because I can tell you at least once a week, I have somebody reach out to me who's uh, suicidal at the least. Mm-hmm. Black men. Yeah. So it's interesting when we can't talk about vulnerabilities or empathize with other black men who are going through things. But one thing I kept hearing this last week or a few days, I should say, is uh, from black men, as I understand. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, we, so many understand, but it's for some reason we can't actually, you know, make the leap to actually have some degree of empathy because at the end of the day, his situation, right, is a situation many of us understand on one level or another. You know, so your point I, I think has to, to be to be heard. Um any other reflections before I bring somebody else up? Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just um I remember watching Don Levan Zant and it was a similar situation where uh, this woman had tried to, you, you talked about this, I think, where this woman had convinced her three daughters that the father had molested Oh yeah, when yeah. they were kids. Oh, yeah. And, you know, nobody is going to admit this, but women actually do lie, like tell the, the these kinds of lies that are just designed to, to break men. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't, it's just, it's tragic and it's so sad. You know what I mean? I just think about this brother, he's, you know, and people were like, you know, well, what if, what if he actually did do these things? And I'm just like, well, if he did do these things, he would have gone to prison. In a, in a, in a population where black men are only 6% of the population, but 2.3 million of us are in prison, you trying to tell me that a black man could be molesting his kids and then somebody is not going to be told by the cops and then this man wouldn't go to prison? Of course this woman was right. lying. Right. You know, I'm sorry. It just... It well, triggers I don't, me because, you I, know... This, I don't know enough to say she was lying. I do know enough to know that it doesn't take much to destroy someone's reputation, particularly black men. It really doesn't take much in the eyes of the law, but also in the eyes of the public. I I will say this, Dr. T. I read the uh, article that went further in depth. Okay. Please, you know what? Post that, if you will. Go ahead. If I still have it, because one. Oh, okay. I appreciate you, James. Yeah. Because one. They found out when I read it on my show that he was acquitted for so many of the domestic violence calls. But you know how many 
I'm trying not to curse on your on your show because it, it's pissing me off what, what people were saying on social media. But, he had filed uh, charges against her for domestic violence as well. Exactly. And notice yeah. all his charges were found um, unfounded. Mm-hmm. They were faulty. So when he went to file, where's his help? Where's his battered men's shelter? Have you even seen a battered men's shelter? Don't worry, we'll wait. Right. Right. And, and, and when, it, when, it, when it came to the courts, he's constantly petitioned to see his children. He constantly tr- tried to put her in contempt of court, and nothing was done about it. She was getting away scot free, but she was. And this is not. And, and you know what's funny? And, I, and I'm going to give whoever didn't have the chance to say anything. This isn't the Pookie and Ray Ray, the, you know, the archetype. This is a guy who made over $230,000 a year. But, you know, I, I wouldn't care if he was making was 11000 a year. It's still, um, you know, it's definitely right. something. No no father should be kept from their children. Right. And, and, and the reason why I said that, look at the economic scale. You're treated the same damn way. Exactly. Across class. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me uh, let me get Marcus in here. What's up? Keep it one hundred. What's going on? Well, chime in on this, man. What are your thoughts? Hi, peace to everybody on the panel. What's up, Ian? Um, you've been following me on Facebook for a long time, and I've watched this from the beginning. I've seen all the articles that you posted of women either killing their husbands, their boyfriends, or getting some guy to do it, or killing their children. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of the amount of not just articles, but videos that I've posted on Facebook for almost 10 years. People who follow me on Facebook, okay? Mm -hmm. My whole girl is in the chat. She's listening. For almost 10 years, I've been posting this stuff, okay? And it's like the gentleman said earlier. Um white women are doing this to white men also and white men are clipping them also this is not a black thing right the the thing that i I find interesting like all of you do is when white men kill you know we watch all the uh the mass shootings and things like that we go to mental illness and you know these types of things when white women kill like you know uh the woman that drowned her sons in the uh in the, in the in the water in the car or whatever and when black women do it we always give them benefit of the doubt we're probably the only group of men that don't get that all right is is we get thrown away immediately and like you said it's it's not just by women and by the greater you know dominant culture but by black men also right. and since this since this has happened right you know, I, I wanted to get more information about it, but of course, you, when you're on social media, you see the reactions and you, you, you know, I've seen mostly guys, mostly men talking about how women never do this. Mm. Women never do this. Mm. Flat out lie. Wow. We, we see it and we laugh at it and then we pretend we never saw it. Right. Okay. This isn't the days where, you know, major uh, media outlets cannot report on something and, you know, 
we will we would have the you know the 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 plausible deniability of saying oh we didn't know this is social media era Mm -hmm. we see this stuff every day we see the, the the women that attack men and everybody stands there until he hits back yeah. we see we see this stuff every day and then we pretend that it's not, absolutely and we pretend that it's not happening right now as far as you know the whole pookie ray ray thing understand this right only men that want to be fathers uh can 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 have their children weaponized against them mm. right true deadbeats you you can't use children against a true deadbeat you understand what I'm saying? Only hmm. a only a man who wants a family, wants to be a father, wants involvement. He they're the only type that you can weaponize these children against. Right. Right? So, I mean, as far as black men's, you know, uh uh benefit of the doubt and you know, it's just each time these things happen, we are the only demographic where our humanity is denied like it's just straight up ignored like and, and there, there's there's a reason for that because what what they what it really is that they're scared you know what i mean because they know that that once once the switch is turned on that that's the one thing about africans you know what i'm saying that african blood the, the um, black people could take a lot but once they switch where 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 it's like you know what i mean they they it, it scorched earth you can't get them back from that and and that's what they fear they fear black men finally going you know what losing all hope and, and going effort you know what i'm saying and like 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 the gentleman like the gentleman in the video did that's what they're you, afraid of so every time they see an instance of that you know I mean? it's like it's like the bull is the, that's why they call us the bucks it's like the bull they gotta beat the bull down they gotta beat the wild beast down because they know once 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 the beast once the giant elephant knows that it's an elephant you know what i'm saying and, and it's not scared of, of the handler they can't control us it's a I, mean, I, I call that's it like, that's, i call that's, it that's, the that's, hell have no fury like a man piss syndrome when he gets to that point like they say hell have no fury like a woman scoring no fuck that hell have no fury like a like a dude piss when he's just like the hell with it he, he, he ain't no turning back and I was, I was so, so close. I'm talking about, I was literally in tears. That man that man talked me off a ledge up there in the corner underneath Dr. T.S.R. Jones. Y'all don't understand. When a brother gets to the point where hell have no fury where he's pissed and you done touch my kid, oh, my God. It took everything in me. And I just that man just kept talking to me. He said, don't smoke, don't drink, don't drive get away but don't don't do nothing stupid we got you we love you you are important he was saying all the right things to shake me from my i mean i was in tunnel vision mode my my i, I was i had a thousand yards still and i had my shotgun in my lap and i was loading yeah i was ready now i want i want to i want to let marcus finish i want to get urbanite in here and then i want to get al al more time but here's the thing. I, what AL saying? Dr. Is, Dr. Is, I'm back. I don't know if you was calling me last time, but uh, I'm back. Uh, oh, I did call you. Uh, all right. So thank you for letting me know. But um, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I've had, and I've called my boy just to just just you know something said call him, call him, and say hey man, how you doing? And he's sitting in his car with a shotgun, and he's like, you know, um, I'm ready to go ham. And 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 sometimes you have to have that conversation, um, you know, because you know where it's gonna go. But I want Marcus to finish. And then we'll go um, 
Urban by the way, Dr. T, I put the article in the chat and in the yeah. uh, private chat as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Marcus, finish your point. Um, then we'll go um, Urbanot, AL, and then J-Lot. So to lightly touch on what these guys said, um, I, I hear you, but if you push any man far enough, they're going to go crazy, right? right? It's just that when they do it, we we understand as a, as a as a as a society. Oh, we understand why he did that. And there's again the benefit of the doubt is given. The humanity is given. Right. Everyone else has emotions. Everyone else. Hey, we understand what he been through. We you know when you know when women hit men with their cars and beat them with their bumpers because the guy left them. Oh, I could see why she would do that. I res it resonates. All right. But there's a difference when it's us. There's no there's no resonance. There's there's no like 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 the doc said, there's no empathy. We are not human. All right. When we react, we shouldn't have did that. Oh, he didn't have to do that. And and I, I'm getting this a lot from black men more so than anyone else, because we react more so when we we no no harm should come to black women no matter what they do as far as how we're raised how we were conditioned how we were you know programmed yeah we we feel like no nothing that a black woman does to a black man and and the world feels the same way nothing that they do should cause us to 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 be weak every man is not built the same some men are mentally stronger than others and some men can deal with this type of uh uh issue and some men are not strong enough this is a man who was accused of abusing his kids sexually come on man that type of thing that'll make you hurt somebody that'll make anybody hurt somebody you understand what i'm saying so the fact that even that's denied you got all these guys you know, coming down on this man. Oh, he could have did it better. Yada yada yada. And these are the same guys who defended the Rittenhouse dude, mm. right? Defended the Rittenhouse. Yeah, he, this I, I'm was self defense, brother. Can you can you say that again? Yeah, the Negroes in the back for the paper airplanes listen, or the spitballs. I debated more black men about Rittenhouse than anyone. But you don't understand the facts in the case. He's innocent. He defended himself. You going to defend this? Go hard for a brother. You, who's, who's, who's you, you on his last leg? You, this, this, this kid. Uh oh, you touched the nerve. Who has every bit of being a white supremacist, right? This is the guy you defend, <laughs> but not the guy who his 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 ex wife or his baby mother is trying to take his children away from him and accuse him of being a child molester. And here's the worst, worst type of Negroes. Here's the other part. Hold on, people. But but to add the extra part to that, Marcus, when you start talking to those very men and you get into their lives, you find that they actually can identify with some element of it and still can't you know, publicly acknowledge that. Uh, acknowledge that. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, let me get in. I'm going to get in Urbanot. Okay, I guess we lost J-Lock. Uh, Urbanot and then AL. Go ahead. Uh, Urbanot, go ahead and uh, drop your, your thoughts real quick. Yes, greetings. Um, yeah, I, I saw the thing, and um, I heard that a lot of callers um, mentioned that this happened a lot. I agree. It happens a lot. That's why I um, propose 
we like created directly like you know how um when you turn 21 you have to sign up for the selective services you know in okay. case they the world you have to go get drafted they have uh -huh. to be like some type of service or like a directory where where you reach a certain age like 21 you have to go do like a mental evaluation and then it's registered on like a website you know so people can know your mental state if you're mentally physically ready to have children like if you have mental issues and you're serious with your partner your partner should be able to go online somewhere and look you up and see uh, are you crazy are you mentally stable like what's really going on before they could go ahead like once they have all that information now it's it's up to them they could choose if they want to proceed and you know continue dating you and stuff like that okay Okay. So that's why I believe it's, it's really important because a lot of times you date somebody, but you really don't know that person until you get really deep. You have kids and stuff like that. And once you have kids, it's kind of too late. Anything you were supposed to know, you're already, you know, you know you're already figuring out. Okay. But that was just my point. Okay. Appreciate that. Um, AL uh, and then J-Lock. Uh, drop your thoughts there. Now you, you you dropped a few of them. Is there anything else you want to add? Yes, sir. Just I mean, it's it's crazy. Everything y'all saying and everything that's been going on. Like early in the chat, as you was, you know, you started your segue into all of this, uh, Doctor T. I mean, I was just I was just getting more flabbergasted, more flabbergasted. And I was like, man, this. It's crazy how you have a whole, I, 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 in a nutshell, a whole two and a half generation of women who actually believe they have two baseball bats in a baseball. And they think they can stood up, talk to a man any type of way. And then I'm also seeing Dr. T and fellas in the chat, I'm seeing more and more men current up behind the simple fact they afraid of what the law enforcement system can do to them. So these women feel ultra emboldened at times to want to put their hands on a male. And I've, I've even got fellas that I've had intimate conversations with, man. We've had conversations that we've had to literally try to restrain a broad who gets in that mode when we know we can make her eat the motherfucker. Oh, excuse my language, Dr. T. Eat the cake. We can make her eat the cake if we wanted to, but we choose not to. But then bias choose, oh, you are you a B or you are H or you are sorry. You know, they give you all that trope that you know, triggering, trying to trigger cats, because most cats they were raised by their moms, first teachers, who teach them most of these effeminate ass ways to walk in the light of these triggers. You know what I'm saying? That's why they think and move like they do in a lot of feminine fashions and modes. So when they come in contact with the quote unquote, whoever at the time the significant other is, okay, the significant other is, you know, and, and she's in her her emotional state, what I like to call IE, IE the Fifi's. She's in her Fifi zone. And, and instead of her even wanting to even think rational, because I'm not going to say logical, because they, they, they don't function in the logical sense. You know, even in the rational, she wants, she thinks, let me let me turn it up two or three notches and get in my mochismo state versus him. 
that you know the what we call in the hood, you know, Charles understands the shit test mode. I'm a, I'm gonna play a shit test game with them. And don't know some of these chicks are, are, are playing the shit test game with a walking piece of dynamite, actually, because they don't know how close that dude might be to the edge because he just keeps it in, keeps it in, holds it in, tries to refrain, try to restrain, try to maintain until you get the situation with the gentleman in Baltimore where you not only have the ex-wife trying to do you in, then you got the girlfriend doing you in. In the, in the words, the mortal words of Chris Rock, I ain't saying this right, but I understand. I digress, right. Dr. T, I digress. <laughs> uh, shout out to Angry Man who's in the comments section. Appreciate you dropping in, brother. Um, uh, let's see, J-Lock, you haven't had a chance to say anything. Hey, 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 man. How you doing? Hi, Dr. T. Johnson. It was just, I was thinking when you was talking about the statistics about the uh, women are being uh, murdered in men. That is because they're not talking about that. That's the average black man is not doing that. They, they're talking about the Pookies and Ray Rays are doing that to them. The Pookies and Ray Rays are doing that to them. And then you got white men that are also that's murdering a higher rate. So that's like, you know, that's the bump. But at the end of the day, though, we were talking about, you know, some of the numbers we were looking at it. The numbers for, uh, you know, five years, right, 2015 or uh, to 2019, we had about 715 women, right, that were killed. That's out of 43 million black folk, right? So, um, you know, across class, at the end of the day, you're still talking about that many people. And as far as, you know, black men, like I said, there's about 364. And these are, this is about, well, let me see, for this five-year uh, kind of breakdown, this is six, this is nine, 12, 15, 18, 21. This is about 24 states reporting. Because the further back you go, you have fewer states that reported. Now, as of 2019, we're up to 42 states, but any year prior has fewer states. So we know the numbers are higher for both groups. But at the end of the day, it's still an incredibly small number when you contrast it with the kind of statements I've heard over the last really five years, especially about how often black men must be killing people, we'll particularly this, women. But take this, Dr. T. Uh, 67% of domestic violence in the black community, the woman is the aggressor. Right. Women suffer mm-hmm. from domestic violence, what, one in three? They take this one. Men suffer, guess what? One in four. Mm-hmm. Who's more likely to call the police, black men or black women? Well, Domestic violence can only be charted if you call. Right. Correct, sir? Right. How Absolutely. Many, do you know yeah. how many times I've, I've, I've came to domestic scenes and I had to arrest a guy because he might have restrained her or pushed her and she made it seem, seem as though, oh, he hit me. But you could see, but he's like, look, this is cut wounds, stab wounds. She burnt me with a hot. So she had something hot on the stove and, burnt, and scalded me with it. And do you know? Do you, do you know how many brothers I've run across where I've asked about scars, and they can tell you what happened? And if you bring up, if you use the word domestic violence or intimate partner hump of intimate partner violence, they don't know what you're talking about. Not because yeah, they've never heard the concepts before, but because yeah. they don't identify that situation as a form of abuse. Good doctors, get out my brain. Get out my brain. <laughs> You know, my mind. You know, I'm just like we, they become phobic. It's like 
It's like you ever seen a guy who went through sexual abuse and they're just phobic with what's normal every day. Like, you know, you might want to shake his hand or you grab him by the shoulder. They're phobic. Yeah. That's how they are when it comes to even mentioning that you were abused. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's like a new, it's like a new um, exploration. Wait a minute. I can be abused. What are you talking about? Well, and we have to keep in mind this this discourse about abuse really didn't go mainstream until the seventies and eighties. Killer Kings, appreciate that support. It didn't really go, um, you know, it didn't get mainstream until then. So you started to see all these movies about women being chased down alleys with knives and raped and attacked, and and wives being beat up by husbands. This was the narrative that we had. Because we we operate very visually in this culture, like it, oh, yeah. it, up until Roots came out in the seventies. If you ask people about slavery, they had a real abstract idea about it. But after Roots, remember the whole country shut down to watch Roots for a whole week. After Roots, yeah. people had an idea about slavery because of the the presentation of one family's experience on television. Mm-hmm. And so the yeah, same man. thing is happening with when it comes to abuse, when it comes to intimate partner violence and homicide. We have these narratives that we get from media and the narratives primarily focus on female vulnerability, female victimization. And so when you start to talk about men going through it, men can tell you men have been stabbed and attacked and still don't register it as abuse. It was and guess what? And Dr. T.S. Johnson, I want to piggy, I want to add on to that. When the show, I remember the show in 2005, everybody hates Chris came out. Okay. Everybody thought when he was talking about his painful life, what he was going through as a teenager. Everybody thought that was hilarious, yeah. funny that he was doing. He was going suffering as a teenager. It was his mom's abuse, a mom's like physically and mentally abusing him. His mm-hmm. dad is like you know, kind of like the simpish dude. He was a bigger guy, but he was like he wasn't telling the mom straight up like, hey, you know, you know that's you know that's kind of taking it too far. You know, it's like you know, you know, you know, he was he was checking her like that. I was like, man, it's not. I look at it. I look back, I say, yeah, this guy went to hell. Everybody thought this was funny. Yeah. So I didn't think, I didn't think that's Hell, the dad movie. was catching hell from the mom, too, if you really watch yeah, the show yeah, he and paying attention yeah. to the nuances. Mm. Mm. And uh, uh, Dr. T.S. Johnson also, uh, I, I'll say this, I, I just want to say this, because I, I want to say some rest of it. Rest of it. Um, I advocate for men, what I'm about to say next, I'll say this, men has have to we have to put our foot in and, and and step up and tell these women that these are these women are not queens, especially black women. They have they we we have to we got to we got to come with it because now it's it's getting out of hand now. They as you can see, the simple forces that like the guy brother said, Marcus said, like you know um, something happened. Um, the woman did something to the child. They're like, oh, you know, she got mental issues. Bullshit. Tell how it is. They, she's a crazy woman. That got that's that's a demon, man. This is straight up demonic stuff. And this is and what it, I. And this and this is what we got to do. We got to say, on. yo, you we we wrong. Right. You're wrong. This is like this is this is this has got to yeah. stop. Well, we got we got to do something. That's, that's why that's why I'm a huge advocate of men. You know, knowing when to walk away and making sure you got your own means, your own capacity to take care of yourself. Um, I I really don't suggest men move in with women arbitrarily. You need to have your own space, and you need to be able to know when to walk away and have the capacity to do so. Real quick, that's shout right, out to right. Egbert Field and Smooth Groove for the uh, uh, super chats. Appreciate that. Uh, go ahead, Charles. I, I think that, that should that, be a command for every young, young male. male. 
They like I want to move in with my. I have wrestlers of mine who are now in their twenties. I want to move in with that girl. I want her to move in with me. Hmm. No, you don't. You need to live your life and get your shit together. And we 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 put too much. We build too much of our masculinity on what we could do for a woman instead yes. of what we could do for ourselves. We don't tell women the same stuff they tell us. What have you done for me lately? Well, I do. Your your your, your strength, <laughs> your fortitude, your intellectual proudness should be conditional, just like her love. Mm. I'm sorry, black men need to actually start standing up for themselves, yeah. because what's going to happen is you're, we need not only a political party for black men we need chapters like the vfw and all these other places where men can fellowship sorry ladies y'all got to stay on the back end it's men's only okay uh, I just, you know, the Bar- barker you know they will fight you for that though. tooth and nail you know i got nin- i got nunchucks and brass knuckles what's up <laughs> See, un- under- understand man it's 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 like you know the attack of the clones man like you know the simp army bro the simp army has been curated and raised by black women removing men from the household so that their ideology reigns supreme it's going to be very 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 hard to uh unlearn and 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 get a lot of these guys out of the conditioning is you know even to the point where you know some of the guys that i know even in this space like the doc said even in this space man you know, they, 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 the conditioning is so deep that, you know, we'll speak red pill all day, but then as soon as something like this happens, the the the, the conditioning comes out. Yeah. Right, right. right. And, that's, and that's very dangerous too, Marcus, because it's it's submissive men that's like, they are opportunists that's letting, them, uh, uh, letting these women uh, not be accountable. And the thing is, you got, we got to tell them, move the hell out the way you not doing your job right and tell them and that these these women are they need to be held accountable for this stuff man this is out of order and we got, very out of order. we we got uh, one other caller and i'm 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 going to pull off and then like really in the next um, appreciate that support um it didn't come up oh shattered star games appreciate that i'm going to um let righteous uh, maurice say something and uh, and then i'll get some closing thoughts from all of you go ahead righteous Thank you. Um, I I saw the uh, the the video with the male, and I've heard I've heard I was in the clouds uh, listening to you guys practically all night, and um, I'm just this is some fool for thought. I don't know if anyone's gonna take it, but um, in order to from from my perspective, you know, and it's not coming from a righteous perspective here. You're kind of you're gonna have to be evil. You're going to have to take a page out of your enemy's playbook. Do everything wrong and deny it. That's all you're going to have to do. This situation, I don't care. He said what he said, and I, I'm a black man like the rest of y'all. I can relate to what a male like you guys would crack under pressure. I know what type of pressure it would take of me to crack to that to that point where I'm going to just be enraged. I understand what it takes for somebody like me to be broken down so and i understand what it takes for someone like y'all to be broken down why because we're all black men some might have a little bit more mental fortitude than the next but regardless unfairness unjust 
we'll break any male down. Look at the Irish slaves. Look at anybody, right? Look at history. So in this situation, I don't care what he did. He he killed um two people that were opposed to his will. Is that right? No. But were they right? No. So I think in this situation, we should um well for me at least I can't speak for any other male. For me, I just look at it like, oh well, that's what it is, and that would lead a point. But the the talking point is when women bring it up, you deny it. Like, what are y'all talking about? This never happens. Black men, oh, what about this situation? Oh, that's one situation. We don't know. I'll never even, or deny even hearing it. I never heard of that before. What are you talking about? Because this is what the enemy <laughs> does. The enemy does this to us. Okay? And I'm going to say a few more things, and I'm going to get out of here. But that's what the enemy does. The enemy denies the truth of what is to cause confusion so in order for you and us as a collective group to have those that, those sigmas or those you know deltas or that man united front you kind of have to cause confusion for the women so you can lead and do what you need to do you cause confusion and chaos they're going to look for you to fix it and if you have a price on how to fix the chaos you caused then they'll be in, in line in tune to what we have to say and think. There is no chaos amongst them. They create all the chaos, right? Also due to the government, that's what was history. But I'm saying the tactics that they have used is actually like, gen- like it's, it's almost like social warfare. And it's not that hard to combat. You just have enough, have to have enough men that are on the same side. To be honest, this shouldn't even be a topic, in my personal opinion, because why should it be? Look at the woman who just spilled the beer in that guy's face at Pittsburgh Steelers. I would have been focused on that before I would ever be focused on a black man who had a breaking point, who lost his cool. So that's just my opinion. Um, right. well, appreciate you sharing that. Um, here's the deal. I got a question for all of y'all. y'all you, know, you guys saw all the things I posted earlier. Uh, as far as the experiences of a variety of black men. Did any of you see a major dust up or a major call for um, justice for any of these men? Hell no. I'm just curious. Not one riot. Hell no. Protests, not even a, nobody even passed gas in their direction. Nope. It, it, it goes back into, as a matter of fact, I could tell you what happened. You probably had a couple of people laugh. Yes. You probably had a couple right. of girl, females high-fiving each other. Talking yeah. about stories. I would have effed them up, too. Yeah, actually, what yes. You, but what you didn't have is any empathy for what that meant for the hell that man caught. Right. Think about this. Two months before prior, right? You had a black woman in my city again in Baltimore attempting to kill her boyfriend with a car. So much so that she went into the build she cracked into the building. What? Got out the car and started trying to fight him. God bless him. He had the patience of John Paul II because I don't. I don't think I would a, a, an uppercut, a, a clothesline, a, a double leg, something would have came out of me. 
You literally are trying to kill me and you have no think about this. When's the last time you seen feminine women in our community? These chicks want to cuss, get tattoos, raise hell. They don't even want to be ladies. They want to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> it, it, it sounds funny, but their behavior mimics it so down to the T. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna I want you guys to be succinct and I want you to give your closing thoughts, be pretty brief because I want to close it down. Um, but uh let's go ahead and go uh in backward order from the bottom up. Um so we'll start with righteous and we'll end with Malika. Uh real brief, any closing thoughts? Um my closing thoughts would just be um just for for all the black men, anyone who's listening to this, um, don't give up hope. You know what I'm saying? There will be a brighter day. There will be a day where, you know, women, our women will come back. But the time that happens, it'll probably be too late. And another thing I'm going to say is um, black men are perfect. So we'll just stick with that narrative. So when they say something like, what are you talking about? Black men are perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. And that's my <laughs> closing statement. <laughs> Appreciate you coming up, man. Right. Uh, J Lock, closing thoughts. Uh, well, I, I just want to say this. Um, man, be aware and be aware of your surroundings and be aware of your mental state, because women know they know what they're doing. They just they just pretend like they don't know, act like they don't know what they're doing, but they know what they're doing. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing, they, they pick and choose a guy, they choose a guy like Faulkner, they see it as a threat, but they choose a Pookie and Ray Ray, they can control that guy and intimidate and you know manipulate that guy. So be aware, be aware of your surroundings and be aware of your mental state and be aware of who you have around your circle and who you have entertained. So right. and who you have, and who and who you have kids with too, All by right. the way. So close your seat. All right. Thanks a lot, J Lock. Uh, keep it 100. Yo, and close us out. What you think? All right, real quick, I want to send a shout out to the last super chat, just a god. I hope you're doing well. Mm. This man knows me very well. Um, much appreciation for the support, uh, yeah, brother. definitely, okay. definitely, definitely. Uh, belated condolences. Um, I did a live last night where I told men, black men, straight up this. It's time to be fiercely selfish. Mm. Fiercely selfish mm. of not 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 only your, your your resources and your time, but your 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 peace. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Um, you know, we we again we we grew up, we were taught to serve. Yes. We were we were we were, you know, I mean, from one 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 at one point it was you know, the white man, now it's the black woman. We were taught to serve. And much of our self-esteem comes from our ability to do so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this man, obviously, he he was put in a position back to back with two different women where, um, you know, the family that he tried to build was being taken away from him. And it, and it, and it, and it, it broke him. Yes. And... You know, we again, we have to get to the point where we have to be fiercely selfish. We see what's going on in this country. 
Um, and, and, you know, most of these words go out to the younger generation of men who, you know, they don't have uh, men's voices to tell them what's going on before they get caught up in, you know, in, in, in the situations that a lot of these guys get in, um, you know, SYSBM all day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, just like you said, you know, try not to move in with them, try not to, you know, protect your seed. You know, protect oh, yeah. your, you know, yeah, and protect your peace, man, and protect your time, man, and don't let any of these other, you know, female validated men tell you that you are in service to black women, and stop telling these women that they're goddesses, queens, and all this other nonsense, because it's it, at this point is out of control. They have become narcissistic, you know, uh, narcissistic with it, you know, yeah. wait, wait, you know, to to the point of personality, <laughs> you know, uh, disorder. Mm. And yeah, but thanks for having me on, man. Hey, man, thanks for coming up. Appreciate it, no doubt. And that's and that's huge, man. Especially in terms of protect your peace, I am becoming more and more of an advocate uh, of that every year uh, as I get older. Please protect your peace. If you gotta walk away, walk away. Whatever you need to do, so you don't end up stressed to death in the hospital or on a on a roof somewhere with a deer rifle protect your peace uh go ahead officer faulkner closing thoughts sir well you know me i'm just a laid-back type of guy in a laid-back type of world um black men if you're going through some issues like this let somebody know yeah talk put down the weapon put down the knife put down just sit down talk to someone before you do anything that's not rational right suicide hotline talk to a friend whatever your religious uh your clergyman take a conscious look at and protect yourself at all times man protect your your physical your emotional your mental mm-hmm. and your spiritual yeah remember the motto my brother, my champion, my savior. Woo! And I'm out. All right, man. Appreciate you coming up, man. Peace. Uh, Mr. Darko, any closing thoughts? Before- yeah, I just like to I just like to say to 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 everybody out there, you're at at this point, you know, we're all living in the last days of a fallen empire, you know, and like I said, everything hindsight is 2020. If you overlap the last hundred years of the Roman Empire to, to what's going on now in America is it literally lines up, you know, perfectly. Literally the same social social conditions, environment, feminism, single motherhood. I mean, um, there's a book out there. Um, I believe it's called The Last Days of the Roman Empire or something like that, where they did extensive research, where they found that in the last hundred days, you know, they, they had a they had a black emperor like Obama you know feminism ran wild the uh, oligarchs owned 98 percent of of all the land and all the resources there was a huge social um you know um you know social services glut where bread and circuses um you know you know everything including single motherhood you know run rampant because women had the more power to basically kick the men uh you know um out of the home literally like nothing is new under the sun everything you're going through now the romans were going through right before the the empire collapsed and and the uh and the visigoths were at the gate so okay. all i say is that right now 
if you're single yeah if you're single protect yourself stay single every man needs to be working 100 hours a week getting your money up investing get a passport and eventually find a life lifeline and find a boat and find someplace else to be you know like i said wives are 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 trained and are made they're not born so you're you live in an environment where boss bees hoes and concubines are, are made and born you know you need to go to a place whereby women want to be wives they want to okay be mothers they want to take care of a home and then find and then find a woman that is going to go in your program that's overseas you keep them there so that so that that environment will be able to you know control control her that's about it other than that if you're doing anything else if you're trying to you know play with this gordian knot it's over for you so that's all i gotta say appreciate your thoughts man um thanks a lot thanks for coming on board um let's see damn it all right so let's go ahead with ian closing thoughts good brother hey um yes um dr johnson uh we talked about this on sarah's show um not not too long ago didn't we (laughs) Mm -hmm. what's what's the name of the brother's book do you i I don't know you probably can't pop it i I don't recall right offhand yeah okay but yeah, he he went through the same thing of being falsely accused of sexually assaulting his his child and right. and, and and his right. his his baby's his his ex wife uh, poisoning the minds of all of his children against him just really for no reason just right. for no reason just because she could you know what I'm saying for shits and giggles type of shit you know what I mean right. I mean like I said man if a woman is going to do this to you like I said man I. I'm, I'm not going to judge any man who 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 reacts violently to being accused of sexually assaulting their, their, their children. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not a psychologist, you know, and, you know, and, 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 and who am I to judge a man? I don't know the breaking point of any human being, but it stands the reason that would be one. You know what I'm saying? So brothers out there, you know, the only advice is, you know, is, is as you guys said before, you know, hold on to your peace. You know, yeah. understand, you know, understand that, that people are who they are, you know, and you are who you are. You have a right to be uh, um, a sovereign thinker, a sovereign. You, 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 you have a right to your feelings, your thoughts and your ideas. You know, don't let anyone shame you, you know, into not standing up for yourself and believing that you deserve more. Because I, I think we have a dearth of this because. I think a lot of this is is allowed by black men because we don't know how much we should stand up for 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 ourselves. But okay. if you if you if you know you deserve your peace, you'll never allow this shit, and you'll never allow another brother to go through this without saying something on his behalf. Stand yeah. up for yourself. Stand up for other black men. Much appreciated. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. And uh, Malik, Peace. close us out, man. What you think? There's two short points. First one, brothers get help. I don't care whatever the situation, circumstances is. We are black men in America. We're in this wilderness. We all have issues and problems and we all need help of some sort, whether it be big, small or medium. Get help, get therapy, talk right. to a brother, whatever it is, whatever the situation is going on, talk to somebody. 
we as men, but especially black men, we hold in our problems and we internalize them. And when you hold it and hold it and hold it, you wind up doing something wrong. And I'm proof poison of that because I did two years in prison for doing something stupid. Okay. And my second point is this. Um, Dr. T always says, keep your head on a swivel and always watch your six. Don't just do that with people around you, but do that dealing with women. Black men, we don't do that. As soon as we get involved with a woman, we kind of lose all sight of that. Vet right. women. Black men, we're trained not to vet women. We're not trained to question women because we grew up in a gynocracy. If this doesn't prove for you, for this brother, he did not vet women. He did not handle himself well. He did not know how to handle the situations. If he had a circle and dealt with brothers, we would have told him to do X, Y, and Z. And also, shout out to Angry Man. He said this on his show. Brothers, if you can, stay at our Strag Palace. Shout out to Angry Man for that. Did, did Angry Man already do a show on this topic? He did. Yeah, he did. He did it yeah. twice. He did a um, he did twice. Okay. He did an encore on this yesterday. On Patreon or on YouTube? On YouTube and on his um, OnlyFans channel. Okay. But honestly, and it may have been humorous when he was talking about staying out of Strag Palace, but he meant it. And it's not just to stay away from black women, but stay away from certain black women. Okay. This is the thing that we get caught up because we get caught up in sex, we get caught up in looks, we get caught up in status and everything. But Kevin Samuels has showed us within almost two years, just because a woman has status and just because she has education, that don't mean she's the right woman for you. This is where we as men and also as a collective of men, we got to start having each other's back. But also we got to start as black men having common sense and start using the right head. And I know it sounds cliche and old, but for real, we, we do. Mm-hmm. Because if we not using the right head, we'll be the next dudes running out, killing our ex-wives and our baby mamas and wanting to go kill our whole family because situations because of that. No. We need to protect ourselves, keep our head on a swivel and watch our back. And that's it, bro. Appreciate you. Much appreciated, man. Thanks for coming up. Um Dropping it as usual. So look here. I am, uh, I got a grip of grading to do. Still got a lot going on. But I wanted to definitely come in and drop something on this because I, you know, I was really more concerned about the nature of the conversation afterward as far as black men and empathy. Empathy. And at the end of the day, this selective humanization that I noticed, this selective, this choice as to who to regard as human who to regard as vulnerable, who to regard as in need of support, or even just who to regard uh, in terms of what stories we choose to, to tell. Uh, it's very it's very one-sided. It's very selective. It's very cherry-picked in many ways. And, and I've tried to lay out to you, no matter how many cases I put up there, the, the, the acknowledgement of Black men's situations tends to uh, be dismissed, unless they are the aggressors. And of course, from that standpoint, they can easily be demonized or ignored. But when, when you notice this type of demonization happening or this type of obliviousness to black men's situation, I challenge you to challenge others. Actually look at this black men, look at black men as human beings. 
whether it's an individual black man in a given situation, or whether it's using the data to highlight the realities of the black male experience and not leave it up to conjecture and stereotype. But look, I appreciate you guys coming out to the show tonight. Um, I appreciate the support, especially for those of you who have uh, you know liked the channel. Please make sure you like the video. Uh, who sent in donations. Much appreciation to you. I appreciate all of those who support the show, uh, especially those who are also content creators. So uh, check out Keep It 100's channel. Uh, check out uh, Charles Faulkner's channel. Um, you know, appreciate Angry Man for popping through. Check out his channel. Roger Report popped through a little early. Y'all support Roger Report. Uh, let's support Black Male Media where you can at least have this discussion. We may disagree about how things need to happen, but at least we can have the discussion. Because prior to this, you know, it, it, you, you know, we couldn't even have this kind of dialogue. So anyway, that being said, y'all have a good one. See you soon. Peace. I am here to tell you, brothers, we are not criminals by birth, perennial rapists, incapable intellects, man children, sperm donors, child support wellsprings, success objects, walking phalluses, ATM machines, lottery tickets, unintelligent henchmen, Valueless assassins, pro bono mercenaries, unpaid bodyguards, interchangeable stepfathers, child discipline proxies, unpaid repairmen, workhorses, emotional tampons, or any other socially accepted dehumanizing stereotype. We are thinkers, inventors, innovators, leaders, fathers, and men. Embrace your humanity, know your worth, and extend your time, attention, and resources only to those who genuinely respect you. And remember, your worth is not defined by meeting other people's narcissistic and selfish and unrealistic needs. You define your worth. Peace.